This week on Face Off Hockey Show, the trade deadline has come and gone. We will talk about all of that because it's a good thing we didn't do a show for eight hours on a Monday when the lowest trade number happens. That was kind of words. Uh, we'll also talk about some season-ending injuries. We'll talk about some uh, NCAA hockey, and we'll talk some other stuff. It's Face Off Hockey Show right now. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Choose your command. You have chosen the Face Off Hockey Show. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. Face Off Hockey Show. With Scotty Waz. Sean O. And the P Boys. Johnny, Johnny and Mark, Mark with a C. Yeah, baby. Here's your host for the Face Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. I, I was taken aback when I was working on my uh, my uh, fantasy hockey team, and then I saw like Minnesota and Arizona played in the afternoon. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Afternoon hockey. All right. Welcome to Face Off Hockey Show. I'm Scotty Waz. There's Johnny P there. Hi. And we got some stuff to talk about. We got some things to talk about. Obviously, more when uh, Law Richardson comes on. Yeah. But yeah. we have things to talk about nonetheless. Um, But Johnny, you went to your town. I and, did. Uh, had a hell of a time. I did. It was a good weekend up there. I, I listened to uh, I listened to the Chesapeake Hockey Week. Um, what a shitty show that is. What? <laughs> and I, uh, I think that I think uh, after all these years, we have a name for my band. My band mm-hmm. should be called Bobbles at the Blue Line, because nice. uh, uh, I believe that you said that uh, during the power play when uh, right before Master Monica's course. Yeah, there was a bobble at the Blue Line, and I was oh. like, ah, oh, that's great. Maybe Should've that's what I'll just call a bar. Maybe I'll I'll buy a bar and we'll uh, and we'll call it Bobbles, and it'll be at the Blue Line. Right. So the Metro Blue Line. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, perfect. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. silly. That's silly. It has to be on the blue line. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want that DC Prime rate, though. Jeez. <laughs> right? Jeez. Um, yeah, so I had a good time. Played golf. The Black Bears played really well. Uh, won two games in Johnstown. Um, I had a uh, I had a gob. Sorry? A uh, gob. Have you ever had a gob? Um, it sounds perverted. No, it's kind of like a. Uh, I guess it's kind of like a, um, like moon pie, ish. It's got like uh, two, like chocolate tops to it, and like a bunch of like vanilla cream in the middle. I did not eat the entire thing. I'm gonna throw that out there. I'm sorry, Phil. I know you <laughs> bought me bought me this gob, but there was zero chance I was eating that entire thing. That's like enough sweets for an entire month for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I had that. Uh, mm-hmm. That was that was it was good. Uh, apparently, it's a staple of the uh, Western Pennsylvania area. A gob. I don't know. Maybe right. some people can let us know. Um. And yeah, outside of that, I just did. Uh, I I didn't do much on Sunday. I sat around the house. I was exhausted. Uh, the the interesting part about these trips is that they're just go go go. It's like mm-hmm. I leave work at. 
noon or whatever, leave my house at like one something, drive up to Johnstown, get everything in the hotel room, get ready to go to the game, uh, have hockey game, come home, talk a little bit. Well, the hotel, talk a bit. It's like one thirty in the morning, go to sleep, wake up, go play golf, go to dinner, go back to the rink. I'm like, oh, I just need like, to sit on my couch and do nothing. It's like a draft trip. Yeah, yeah, it is a draft trip. Yeah, it's it is like it. You're right. Without the drinking, there was zero drinking done. Uh, well, that's is, probably for the which best. Which is good with all the other stuff we did. I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that was fun. I uh, I got a World Cup. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, just a, a World is Cup. It a chocolate trophy. World Cup. No, well, no. I mean, you you would think so, right? With all the uh, foil. Yeah. But yeah, I got myself a. Uh, a one to one replica World Cup trophy. Wonderful. I mean, why not? Sure. I mean, the real question is, why am I just getting this? Why did I not have that? Yeah. Why did this thing? not happen earlier? Uh, so that showed up. And uh, what else? Yeah, I think that's about it, really. Just some uh, picture editing. Uh, Mark might help me uh, do some edit some pictures. Uh, Jim mentioned that I could send him a, a like raw picture, and he would edit it, and then like send me back like how he did it. So maybe I could uh, maybe I can make the pictures better. Let's see what we can do. So the make photo- this better. The photography is point. The editing now is the uh, the mastering skill. Yeah, yeah. I need to. Uh, I feel like I need to uh, just take it to the next level now. Need to need to level up. Sure. I did well. I used the three hundred millimeter uh, lens this week, uh, which is like eight pounds in itself. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so one of the guys, uh, one of the photographers, was funny because uh, he was like, "You're gonna carry that thing around all night." And I was like, yeah. He goes, you must work out a lot. <laughs> it's like, nope, nope. This is my workout, actually, right now. This is what you're seeing. <laughs> Eight-pound curls, baby. Yeah. So, Whatever. all in all, good time. Um, apparently, there's another game in Johnstown on the 9th. May, yeah. So, that's a Saturday, I think. So, I don't know if we're making it up there again or not. Uh, they did let Jim on the catwalk this time, which was awesome because he got some really cool pictures from like above the ice. Yeah. There's like catwalk pictures are pretty badass. Uh, not something you're gonna catch me doing, right? Uh, sure. You know, <laughs> unless unless you take a take a rope and an anchor <laughs> and, a, and a grappling hook and then throw <laughs> it and then hope the grappling hook hits onto the fucking yeah. railing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. of heights. Yep. No, I'm with you, you know, on that one, brother. The thing. Do you, do you remember when we were in Newark and they put us all the way up at the top of the rink and yeah. you like look down and you're like, <laughs> nope, I'm going back downstairs. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Montreal was like that, too. Montreal <laughs> was fucking steep. I went up there. I'm just like, yeah, no, you guys. Good luck to you. Have fun. I remember taking a picture with my phone and being like, all right, I'm out of here. See you guys. Yeah. No, Newark, Newark was fine because we had the back the backlit because we had that cubby hole for the um for our shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the back corner. But remember, like right off the edge of the um, of press row, it was like straight down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was not not fun. Yeah, same with uh, same with Montreal. Like uh, the slant. This no, it wasn't Montreal. What was it? Vancouver, I think it was actually last oh. year. 
Vancouver's is pretty steep. Yeah. And very small room. And I'm a very larger gentleman. <laughs> so uh, you can tell that that didn't work out well. <laughs> but say la vie. Um, yeah. So my weekend was kind of just the blase. Uh, just hung out pretty much. Watched the games. Didn't do too, too much. Um, yeah. And then I got I got I got work overnights coming up here, but I got a week off next week. So. Nice. Maybe maybe do some interviews with some black bears and other people because it's daylight hours. Um, and also because starting next Friday, they have six games in eight days. Oof. So. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of games. A lot of games for a team. And they're all they're playing. They're playing against teams that they're battling against, of course. So must win every single time. But. They're a fun team to watch now, man. You you get out of that that twelve game skid, and they're they're getting back on it again. Yeah, getting back on that Torrey horse. played well this weekend. He really did. Like he's coming. He's he's really coming around. I think Dylan Finley doesn't get a lot of uh, credit either. He I skates think. well. He reminds me a lot of uh, Mikhail Gonchar. Okay. He skates well. Tall, lanky defenseman that you don't really notice, but like never really did anything that was like super wrong. Sure. Didn't do anything terribly wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that was that was pretty much about it. And then, yeah, birthday week, come, birthday weekend coming up here. Oh yeah. Gave myself a birthday present of working overnights on my birthday. Perfect. That's a lot. I didn't, I didn't do it myself. I uh, it's my weekend to work. So I was like, ah, damn. What can you do? And then you have off for a week. Then I have off for a week, just chilling. And then Jenna has surgery next Friday, so I have to deal with that. Ah. Getting uh, deviated septum. Nice. So the septoplasty, turbinoplasty, turbinoplasty. I've yeah. had that done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's hoping it helps her sleep a little more. The weirdest part is when they take the stents back out of your nose. Oh, yeah. Because they just start, they like cut the little, like, because there's like a suture between your septum that they like hold everything in and they like will go up there with a pair of scissors and cut it. And then they'll start pulling this like plastic piece out of your nose. <laughs> And you can see it at one point come out and you're like, oh, you you got almost all of it. He's like, no, we're like halfway done. It's like three inches out of my nose already. He's like, no, that's is only halfway. I was like, did you put it in my skull? Where the hell did that (laughs) thing go? You know, this is just cartilage, right? Like, this is what? This is bullshit. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, it was a fun time. Fun times coming up. Oh man, oh man, Shevitz. Like I'm trying to think. Like Saturdays and Sundays are kind of just a blur. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of watch on Saturday because Black Bears game and then Stevenson's club team played. There's been then, a lot of hockey recently. I know. And then it was supposed to be a NASCAR race, but that got postponed to Sunday. Thank God. So, if you want to listen to that in the draft show uh, Thursday, it records Thursday. Who knows when it goes up? Because Wilson's an idiot. Is your feed uh, too large as well? <laughs> sometimes it is. Sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes we get hacked by like Pakistani uh, people and putting up sex pictures of goats or some shit. I don't know. Like we get hacked so often. Uh, <laughs> and like, well, come on, Todd. Let's. What are, what are you doing? Stop it. It's actually just Todd putting up the pictures. Right? He gets like, we got hacked again. He gets super drunk one night and then forgets he, he's the one who put it up. It's like, <laughs> oh, damn it, Todd. Uh, silly boy. 
Anywho, uh, let's get to some injeries. Injeries. Oh, yeah. Who's down and out with some blues? Maybe some black and bruised. It's the Face Off Hockey Show Injury Reports. Yes, sir. Injuries coming at you. The COVID list of the week. Uh, Buff, uh, Boston, Yaroslav Halak, Colorado, Bowen Byram, and now Philip Grubauer put on the list. Ooh, for good today. thing they got a goalie. Exactly. Uh, Dmitry Kulikov for Edmonton. Uh, he was trade. Like a lot of these guys are going to be traded as well. Uh, so Kulikov is a trade quarantine. Matt Roy still in the list for Los Angeles. Eric Gustafson and John Merrill for Montreal. Merrill is a quarantine. Uh, Philadelphia, Jackson Cates. He's coming from University of Minnesota Duluth, so that's a quarantine situation. Toronto, Nick Foligno, Ben Hutton, Riley Nash uh, are all trade situations. Nick Robinson was put on the list because the Mar- he played for the Marlies, or he was practicing with the Marlies, and they now have an outbreak of COVID, so he is on there for precautionary reasons. Oh, uh, no. William, yeah, William Nylander also on that list being a close contact. Uh, Vancouver, uh, Jalen Chatfield, Alex Edler, Jace Hallrott, uh, Nils Hallander, Zach McCune, uh, Nate Schmidt, Jake Verchannon still on the COVID list, but they apparently are getting started here in a bit. And JT Miller was not happy during press availability about that, saying that there's a lot of guys who are not ready to play yet. Uh, and they're, you know, he's surprised that, uh, you know, they're letting this whole thing go on. I mean, yeah, yeah. well, do you want to play the games or no? Right, exactly. It's like the, the thing at is, at some point you have it. You need a drop dead date, like right. Well, let's hmm. you need an end date. Let's not do drop dead. It's just right. Talking about COVID, <laughs> an end date. Yes. Um. And yeah, I mean, it's 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 a difficult spot because they're supposed to be professional, but they're also dealing with an upper respiratory injury that's killed five hundred fifty thousand Americans. Uh-huh. So it's a it's a it's a tough balancing act. And then the, they're like, oh, the NHL is done. What about the PA? What's the PA doing to help them out and fight for their rights to party right. or True. to you know get better? Nothing happened with the PA. Partying was part of the problem in the first place. Probably, most likely. Yeah. Um, other injuries. Uh, he didn't get traded, so he is getting neck surgery. Jack Eichel done for the season as he is getting <laughs> uh, work done on his herniate a herniate disc in his neck. Right. So he I saw that somebody gone. dropped Jack Eichel today in the league, and I was like, ooh, oh. probably means something bad occurred. Yep. So, well, you know, the Sabres, 4-2-2 two two in their last eight. Not, not, too, not too shabby, but, you know, too little too late, I think, at this point. Uh, ben Bishop has been dealing with a knee injury. I don't know why my voice just cracked right there. Ben Bishop dealing with a knee injury this entire season. They have shut him down. And yeah. Alexander Radulov also done for the season with a hernia surgery as the Dallas Stars dropping like flies. As I don't think Dallas is that far out of the playoff run. If I'm looking, if I'm looking correctly, Dallas is seven points out and they have three games in hand on the Predators. So that's six points right there if, if they all win. So interesting they're they're shutting them down but of course anton hudobin and jake ottinger have been playing really well so you can yeah. shut down ben bishop yeah uh, radulov eh, you know the team's not scoring and radulov can provide some scoring punch yeah what can you do rope hints has been playing really well though uh so that's good for my fantasy team good 
Um, and I think that's all the injury. I didn't see many or it, it was really cluttered with the trades. So really couldn't get uh, get a lot of injury stuff. Uh, but we do have a Patreon, Johnny, a Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash faceoff hockey show. The money you give to us, we put back into the show or our pockets, which is the show. I call I call my pockets the show. As you should. MLB the show. Um, so, yeah, uh, we do things. We put things out there. You guys help us out and uh, we make things happen for you and yours. Uh, you can be like Pat, Jeff, Kevin, Matthew, Damon, Mark, Ethan, Trista, Chris, Rob, Sean, and Mitch. They contribute. So can you. It's the Face Off Hockey Show Patreon. Patreon.com is Face Off Hockey Show. You help us. We help you. You get some cool stuff. I think episode three might be coming out this Ooh. week of uh, how we're going to be on ESPN. So maybe. We'll see how we're feeling after this show. We'll see how we're feeling after this show and then record the secret show for Patre- Patreon only. Um, and this is, this is, man, this is not just a clever, not just a clever topic. Giving up on building, bro- building blocks in a trade, giving up uh-huh. on building blocks on a trade. And I, and I, and I think I, I, you know, I was very vocal. You started a firestorm. Uh, yeah. On the Twitter. The funny thing is that people, uh, immediately. So I put on the Twitter at twitter.com slash Scotty was. That I thought that uh, I did a little, did a little. What is it? Uh, what's that thing where you compare one thing to another? Um, soliloquy. Yep, soliloquy. <laughs> I don't think that's it at all. That's not but it. But I said, I said, great. Yeah, it does. I, lo- I love, a, I love a good soliloquy. Uh, so I said, uh, Philip Forsberg is to uh, George McPhee what I think Jacob Verana will be to Brian McLellan. And everyone's just like, Hey, you can't play Art Martin Rat though. I didn't mention Mark Nierat. I didn't mention Anthony Mantha at one point, at, at any point in that discussion. And everyone no was just points. like, yeah, no, at no points in that discussion were Anthony Mantha or Mark Nierat uh, put in there. It's just your stupid little brain, your stupid, stupid little pea brain who has no reading comprehension. <laughs> reading comprehension has been lost in the past. Oh, yeah, years. in the world of Twitter, just because you want to get your hot take out there with your 100 yeah, followers. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Anyway, sorry, Johnny, didn't mean to offend you. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I only have like 100 followers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been picking up followers, though, because the Black Bears keep putting my personal <laughs> uh, my personal uh, Twitter account on uh, the posts for the pictures. So everybody keeps following me like I'm supposed to say some like witty shit. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you see you see what you get. Yeah, you guys see this. Um. But uh, but in, in all honesty, and Anthony Mantha, you know, it's it's Tom Wilson, but taller. It seems like kind of guy. Yeah, le- a left-handed tall Tom Wilson. Uh, but but you look at the the future that could have been with Verona, and of course Verona, very. Uh, I would you. I guess you have to bust out the enigmatic uh, solution on him. But the interesting point about Verona, like he wouldn't get playing time; he'd be in the doghouse. But he has like in the last three years. I think he ranks 18th in points over 60 minutes played of all the NHL. Yeah. And it's, but his five on five ranks like 350 something. It's like, damn, like my dude doing yeah. things. But, and, and he's going to a place in Detroit, which is a full rebuild. Um, and so much. So people like this deal so much that uh, Greg Wyshynski, who does not give out a plus as much on ESPN plus gave uh-huh. the Red Wings an A plus on this deal. Ooh, saying that you know Stevie Stevie Wonder 
the Iser Manifesto has done it again. And uh, here we are as uh, Aunt, Aunt Mantha goes to the Caps for a first, a second, Richard Panic and Jacob Verana. Right. Uh, the other ones, whatever. I, people say you can overvalue the draft and the idea of the draft, and I understand that too. Like, the draft is what it is. But I mean, you still have to use the picks well. Exactly. You have to use it wisely. So, and Steve Eiserman has been known to do that yeah. in the past. Yeah. I guess my question to you, Johnny, are you as upset and I guess annoyed that the Capitals would give up um, not only Verana, but Siegenthaler as well? Young kids you could be used when these guys, when these other guys hit the hit the dirt dusty road. Woo, baby. Um, are are you as miffed as I am, or no? See, I'm not. I don't care very much. I don't think about Sigenthaler. Um, I feel like he is an interchangeable defenseman. Um, meaning that uh, we all still have to remember that Kepney is on the Capitals and will be back next year. There's still uh, uh Lucas Johansson. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, who's the, uh, the other rushing, the rushing kid that's down at Hershey. Uh, that was Alexiev? like the first, yes, Alexiev. Yeah. Um, so we, I mean, there's still a, a good pipeline of defensemen that are in Hershey and uh, I just feel like they can come in and do whatever Sigenthaler was doing anyway. It's a, he, he wasn't a piece to this team. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, getting rid of him was just like, Hey, yeah, go and enjoy your career you know i felt like that was more of a like helping the player out type of deal than anything um verona at when i first saw it i was like what the hell is going on um i feel like i am still more angry about forsberg being traded than i am about verona being traded um i understand the rationale yet now i guess uh through listening to people talk about how uh manta has two more years on his contract or three more years on his contract at five mil um, uh he's got three more years after this it's five seven okay and that they were pretty much like thinking that verano was going to be there or higher anyway and they still need to re-sign ovechkin um, so like when you throw all of the pieces together, I don't see it being as terrible as my first reaction was. Why didn't we trade Verona? He was supposed to be the next future. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I think that the capitals are desperate. Um, is what I'm going to say. Are and they back I, in win now kind of mood? I think they have to be. I think they have decided that the Capitals, the Capitals management, Ted Leotz is probably GMBM, has decided that uh, when they re-sign Ovechkin, it won't be for that long, and they want to win another Stanley Cup while Ovechkin is here. Like, I, I just boil it all the way down to that, sure. really. Um, I don't, I won't miss Panic. At all. Nah, Panic is is a guy who definitely is interchangeable with Mike Michael Raffle or Connor Sheary or and Daniel Sprong. Bringing in Raffle, yeah, kind of feels like he he's been good in the times where I've watched him play for the Flyers. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm still kind of torn, I feel. Uh, right, I man. feel like this is a regression, though, for Verona's career. Mm-hmm. When we look at it, he maybe get more minutes. Maybe he gets like more minutes on the power play or stuff like that. Or maybe he's allowed to, you know, show off his wheels a little bit more than he would in Laviolette's system. Um, but I think there was a random stat I saw that said that uh, Mantha and Verona had the same number of goals this season, and Detroit has scored 50 less goals than the Capitals. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, so, and I mean, he had a hell of a shot last night. Sure. I mean, I think he's he's a good power forward. I think a lot of people worry about the speed element. But, I mean, I think in the East Division, you're not going to get a lot of time and space for speed. I, I'm looking further down the line. Obviously, I'm with you on the whole Ovechkin thing. Whatever The next contract he signs is going to be 35-plus. And yeah. you have to worry about him retiring and then have that uh, that pesky cap recapture. Well, his next contract is his last contract. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, unless they do two years and then two years and then two years. Yeah, maybe. They, right. do, they do the post-bridge deal. That's true. Um, so, I mean, capital-centric this way. I mean, it's a I mean, Nikki sign for the rest of the way. And you also have to figure out what this means for Seattle, too. Like, we all figure TJ Oshie's uh, love piece. Yeah, injuries. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that's five and five seven getting lifted right there from your uh salary cap. And that'll be put towards obviously Ovechkin's deal. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves here. That money is that money is going into the Ovechkin fund. Right. Or at least three three million of it. I can see Ovechkin getting twelve million for the next deal. I don't know how the math works out. That's cause, fine. Because what is it? Twenty you can't be more than twenty percent of your salary? Your team's salary? Uh yes. Okay. I well, yeah. So. Well, then, oh, Ovechkin and Backstrom are both at eleven percent, so we're good. Backstrom's money helps carry that one, then, so we're okay there. Um, and obviously, this is this is more for uh, us being Caps fans, uh, doing this because I'm looking up and down the list here. Not too many other teams really gave away uh too much in terms of uh. Their uh, their future future buys as Mark with the C comes in typing up a storm. He is ready. He's writing. He's writing the novel of this. Yeah, right I got now. I got an eight hundred word. Uh, wow. Article so to we? submit. Oh. Nice. Good work. To who? Yeah. To whom? I'm glad you asked. Yeah. I I don't I don't know. Oh, you mean the have. the World Health Organization? Or oh, the band? Wow. Yes. Or the guess or the who the band? The band. Oh. So it's lyrics. Good. It's not an article, Mark. It's called lyrics, you silly boy. Um, <laughs> we're talking about the uh, the uh, uh, Mantha for Verona panic and draft picks deal. Samantha. <laughs> Is that what you're going to call him now from yes. now on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. God, if only they named him Sam. <laughs> Sam Mantha. <laughs> That'd be great. By the way, in other news, uh, Madison ba- uh, Bowie was traded as well again. Yeah, from Chicago. Like I don't see Stigenthaler being any different than Bowie. So. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing too. It's just like it's kind of interchangeable in terms of yeah, whatever it is. I don't know. I I am still a little I'm still a little butt hurt over this deal just because I did like I was a big I'm a big Verona guy. 
Hey, I, I got but, a Stanley Cup final jersey with Verano on it. There you go. Uh, it's it's kind of sad. I saw someone get their Caps alternate jersey with Verano on it like the yesterday. Oh, I'm just like, oh, oh that's that's. Well, they that's, always that's, tell you that as soon as you go, uh, whenever you uh, go to like a EPL store, like the Stoke store or uh, Man City or something, uh, they'll literally tell you when you're getting customization on it that uh, that the player can still be transferred or change numbers. Just so mm-hmm. you know this, and you like have to sign off that you know that you that have to sign occur. a waiver. <laughs> Uh, Mark, your thoughts on this? Are you a big uh, Samantha fan? Samantha. I mean, he he scored a goal in his first game, and so clearly this was a great trade. <laughs> so, so clearly, his valuations have paid off. Yeah. So, so I, I've also heard some of my friends uh, start to want to call him Ant Man because of yeah, Anthony Mantha. They want to call him Ant Man. Right. Okay. Ironic too for a six foot five guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. It would be very ironic. Uh, I, I, at first it seemed, so at, at face value, when you see, you know, a first round, a second round and two players go for one player, it seems a little lopsided, but, uh, the only way for that trade to occur is if they got rid of Richard Ponick's contract, the Mm 2.75 million per year for the next two years or three years or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So essentially they were, they were throwing in a little extra so that the Red Wings take on that shitty contract. Uh, so then, you know, Verona for Verona and a pick for Mantha isn't so bad then, right? Mm. So they they bought themselves some, some cap space with a second round pick, and then they traded Verona and a first rounder for Mantha. I think that I think it's not a, not a terrible trade. I mean, it remains to be seen, but the fact that Verona kind of fell out of favor with Laviolette, uh, the writing was sort of on the wall for him. I think. He was either going to be unprotected in the draft or he was going to get traded. So fair. Like, is, is this something where you look at and you're like, man, that guy, that guy could have been our future guy. <sighs> Verona was always going to be a top six, maybe top nine, top nine, maybe top six guy. Uh, I don't think he was ever going to be a superstar. That's just my opinion. So he can go play in Detroit for a little while and, be it may, maybe a top line guy there. Who knows? Is that but, like purgatory? Yes. You, I mean, you, you, you guys saw the picture I sent you, right? Where it's yeah. Anthony Mantha and there's an, a Caps assistant coach leaning over his shoulder, pointing out onto the ice. And the caption was, Now this is a multi goal lead. And what that means is, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> we will blow it almost to the full. <laughs> Surprised the Flyers didn't come back in that game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I was I'm too much of a uh, a Jacob Verona guy. That yeah, you know, I, I I would like to see him as the next building block for this. Verona reminded me a lot of of Peter Bondra. Okay, because they're Czech. Well, they're both <laughs> they're both left-handed and they both skated well. Um, but that was like that was like me like that. I I always re- I always like was reminded of Bondra seeing. Uh, Verona like skate out there so I think Bondra is bigger though yeah yeah Bondra is like six six foot that's Verona Verona is you don't give me six foot they're both six foot uh, Bondra was 200 bills yeah Bondra looked bigger he looked bigger yeah I think but, it's the, I think it's the jerseys now it might be they're the 50% jersey. faster exactly yeah, very slimming very, very slimming, slimming. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just more butthurt about 
giving up building blocks for the future. But that's me. But Mantha's signed for three years. Three yeah. Now and it's at five point something million dollars. So I don't know how that is going to help. But I guess one player at five some million dollars is better than two players eating up five some million dollars. Well, so. we also we also capitulated that uh, that the Oshi contracts off the board after this year anyway, considering he'll be in Seattle. So that's five seven five off the books right there. Yeah, I have to go over the rules of uh, expansion draft again. Bruce Boudreaux had had like eight hours of FaceTime, by the way, on NHL Network on Monday. Yeah, not much to talk about. It was the lowest draft. Uh, it was the lowest trade thing since like two thousand three. Uh, but he was talking about how uh, how GMs have now already gone through an expansion draft within the past like two or three years. And that uh, they will have probably learned from that experience and that Seattle won't be anywhere near as good as Vegas was coming out of the blocks. Well, I think they also adapted it because they saw Vegas kind of just make wheel, wheel and deal on the outside, too. Well, right. And they're changing the rules, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> they're Vegas proofing the thing. Yeah, Vegas did so well out of the gate that they're like, hmm, no, we can't do that again. We can't have this shit going on. Okay. I hope nobody's driving when they listen to our show because you get that shish machine in the background. And... <laughs> I'll turn it down. <laughs> um. By the way, so I watched Mighty Ducks episode three. Oh, how'd that go? It was. Uh, it was interesting. We we got more Gordon Gordon Bombay uh, a backstory on why he hated hockey. Uh, and I have I have a uh, I have notes that I took. That would be the second three. time in his life that he hated hockey, right? Right, sure, absolutely. So I took notes. Um, uh, so apparently, the Winnie the Snack Bar Girl is is the effect, uh, is the love interest of that Nick kid, that sarcastic podcaster, oh, the fat no. chubby kid can't can't skate. Oh, so this is like a uh, was it? What was Winnie Cooper in? Uh, Wonder Years. Wonder Years, yeah. Kind of. nice. uh, but she's more hippy dippy, uh, even even in the twenty twenties and not the seventies. Um, but but she's losing her job because she's breaking up with uh, with the uh, the hot chocolate guy, so she's mm. not in her post. And Gordon Bombay is like, "Hey, why is this woman not here selling some hot chocolates?" Um, and then I don't during... think you're allowed to. Never mind. What? It's a Disney show. They can it's do what Disney. they want. They can do what they're fine. They own, <laughs> yeah. they own the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So so they're they're discussing in the first two minutes, and Nick tells Evan, he's like, "Man, if we had one sharpshooter, be a game changer." Ring the bell, well, boys. Uh, they said the name of the show. Uh-oh. Episode three of six. Um, and then they were trying to recruit Sophie, the girl who doesn't necessarily fit into the Ducks team, but she's still a Duck. Um, they, there's, It's foreshadowing for later. Uh-huh. Uh, then Bombay is still pissed at Winnie for not doing their jobs. Uh, and then Evan and Sophie uh, you know, go out for a pizza study group. Uh, and then uh, the, a Duck teammate comes over, bullies Evan a little bit. Uh, and then, uh, and then Emily, Evan says, "Hey, that's what ducks do. Uh, ducks are assholes." Looking at the girl, kind of giving her a backhanded compliment. And then uh, he puts a pizza box. He lifts a pizza box, and voila! It's a it's a don't bother's jersey. And he's like, "You could be captain. Be great for us." Um, and then the Nick kid, he intercepts uh, the the hot chocolate guy's uh, flowers for for Winnie and throws him in the trash. Bombay catches him and says, "Hey, listen, uh, Winnie's too old for you. Stop it." Uh-oh. Stop it now. Um, and then next also, thing you know, also a very that's also a very Disney thing to do. By the yeah, way. exactly. Yeah, 
Uh, so then, then the coach, Alex, she has a notebook. And then Bombay sees the practice. He's a little upset. He grabs a notebook from off the bench and puts, puts a little, he starts writing in it. What does he write down? We'll see that here in a couple minutes. Oh, no. So Sophie, she went to the pizza study date, right? Uh-huh. So fucking she gets a B. Her parents hate that. She's supposed to be all A everything because she wants to get into Harvard at 13. Uh, and then Evan's like, hey, this is for the best. And she's like, no, fuck you. I'll see you out on the ice. Uh, then she proceeds to score nine goals from the montage that they showed against the Don't Bothers. But the but but towards the end, was 17 nothing going into the last minute of play. Uh-huh. And what happens? She says, Alex is the Gilmore Girls flipping through her notebook. She's this weird play. What is this breakout play? What is this? Who wrote this? It's a Gordon Bombay play. Mm-hmm. So off the face off, the shot gets ta- it gets passed back to the goalie and then pushed the go- it. The goalie. And then, and then, the, the goalie. And then and then what happens is uh, the kid, who, the Canadian kid who's supposed to be good but can't skate, falls in the puck. And then they start poking at it, trying to get the puck loose. And then the goalie has it in his glove. He picks it up, has it in his glove. Play should be called. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. um, but it's not. It's not. No. They drops the puck to the side. Evan just nonchalantly just skating away from the play, lackadaisical. Then turns on the afterburners when oh. Sophie realizes it's the freaking hidden ball trick. Goes around, nice little toe drag backhand team's first goal they lose 17 to 1 <laughs> they love every minute of it they loved every they celebrated like game seven yeah uh and then winnie was at the game after the support nick but she gets with a new guy and not hot chocolate chad uh who's the hot chocolate distributor it's now mustard tim so uh, mustard I, was tim is the new go- guy. I was hoping they would go with alliterations at least it would be right? like mustard yeah. matt That'd be fantastic. Then after the game, uh, uh, Dylan Playfair, the coach, tells the team it's a disgrace and fucking embarrassing, you pheasants. He dropped because the they pheasant. got scored on. Yeah, yeah. He dropped the pheasant line. He said, "Hey, the, he's like, like uh, hey, he tells he Sophie's like, yes, yeah, he's like Sophie, you're the last one who let him score, and you make the move on it. All right, everybody, stay in your gear. No pucks. We're doing a bag skate right after uh, this game. Yeah. Wow. And then Sophie's yeah. like, fuck that. I'm out, dog." And she Ooh. goes over and she's like, I'm a don't bother. Oh, that's great. Uh, and then Sophie's at well, the Well, hold on. So that, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The foreshadowing that you gave us about Sophie early in the episode, I did not realize was going to come to fruition 30 minutes later in the yeah, same Yeah, yeah, episode. no, they were quick. <laughs> wow. It's only They're a trying to get arc this in. They're like, just like, let's go, let's go. It's a six episode arc. They have to do something. It's very, uh, very Adam Banksy. Extremely yeah. Adam Banksy. But she hasn't told her parents yet, and she's not sure if oh. they'll say yes. Because they want her to be... Because uh, her mom, earlier in the show, when she had the she jersey on her bed, her mom walked in and said, hey, what's that? Is that? She's like, oh, yeah, no, Evan's just joking. But he does say, if I'm on a bad team, my stats will be better. Um, and she's like, no, it's not. Stop. You're a duck. Get out of here with that. Uh, so after the game, uh, Gilmore Girl confronts Bombay's history and wonder why he hates hockey. He says... Um, he quit the Ducks because they only they only started to care about winning. Uh, uh. He said he put together a solid a solid college club uh, college team at St. Paul College, but he broke recruiting rules by buying tape for a kid uh, who didn't have tape, and that violated NCAA or whatever they're calling. I feel like there's the a bigger story rule. behind that one. Yeah, and they asked him to resign, and that he couldn't coach college again. Whoa! Ooh, not again. No, uh, and then and then he's like, <laughs> is, just, "Is Chris Jericho in this show?" I would, yeah, he, yeah. Was. he should be. He comes in with a list of ducks, like a hundred to one. Exactly. 
<laughs> Fulton Reed, armbar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then he says, uh, after all this time, he has nothing to show for it, except for the rink that was left by Jan and the debt that that rink occurred. So Jan died and he left him the rink. So there you go. That's how he got the rink. Uh, and then he takes down the no hockey sign after he realizes, I really do love hockey. But gosh darn it. Uh-oh. And then the and, you know, maybe it might be another out. way to get reno- revenue there. Right. He kind of realizes, he's like, fuck, we can get money here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, then episode four's preview is that the, every year the, there's a parent skills competition amongst the, the district, and then they're going to have a parent skills competition. Fucking, they go from this banger episode to what will probably be a sleeper. What? Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. So how does Gordon Bombay become somebody's parent? Mm. So that he no, gets no, no, no. It's uh, Gilmore Girls in it. She's oh. going to take the hardest shot against uh. her boss at the law firm. I really, really hope Dwayne Robertson is one of these kids' dads, and he just back, shows up back, randomly. Back. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be wonderful. Reed is one of the kids' dads. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he like takes a slap shot, and, and it breaks a, a pane of glass behind yeah. the goal. It'd be wonderful. Luis Mendoza is fa- one of the fastest skaters. Fastest skater. <laughs> he actually retired to Canada and is that is that Canadian kid's son. <laughs> yeah. Canadian dad. That's why he can't fucking skate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so there you go. Your Mighty Ducks update, everybody. Uh, some other news. Oh, CHL I feel like is. I want to this show, it, but I don't want to pay for Disney Plus. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like six six bucks, John, a month. I'm just gonna wait for it to all come out and then use my uh, like all of it, the entire show. I'll wait to the end of the show. <laughs> I'll, wait. I'll use my month, my free month, and just watch the entire three uh, seasons of the show at the same time. First off, it's a four season arc that I created. <laughs> it's just true, but unless unless they do a three season arc into a fourth movie, now that'd Ooh. be something. Now that is parlaying. Yeah. Uh, the CHL has canceled the Memorial Cup, uh, mostly because the OHL is still battling to get back on the damn ice. So, you know, not a shock at all for that one. Uh, Hendrik Lundqvist says he needs more time because his heart's still not right from surgery. Yeah. Shockingly enough. Imagine Uh, that. I'm going to lose my bet of him playing again this year, I think. Do you have a bet? I think we had a bet, didn't we? We did. We did. We had had opt out. Yeah. Opt in, opt out. I really love that game. Um, so yeah, he is opting out so far. Um, eh, obviously, I don't know if you have heart surgery. I would think you would opt out prior to this, and not try to make a comeback, but whatever. Eh. Um, Cole Caulfield wins the Hobie Baker Award. Not a shock oh. to anybody involved. And then he went out in his first AHL game, had a goal and two assists, or no, two goals and an assist. Wow. So. He's out there dancing, doing his thing. Danzig? Danzig. Yeah, exactly. Mother, tell your children not to walk away. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was Danzig. I don't know. I know. I have no idea. (laughs) You just threw up Danzig's name? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said Danzig. Yeah, I guess not. Tony Danzig. Tony Danzig. What a crossover. (laughs) How does that crossover never happen? Samantha! 
Tell Mona not to walk this way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he should have saved that for Lyle. And I will put Tony Danzig in here on the notes. And then five years from now, when I look at it, I'll be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Terrible time. Um, yeah, and then we'll talk about the Frozen Four and when Lyle gets on here. <laughs> motherfuckers. Happening. Uh, so here's the JT. Uh, I guess JT Miller comments are fully out. Okay. Uh, from the press conference. Um, I don't feel ready at all. I hope people don't take this the wrong way. I'm a super competitive guy, but this isn't about hockey for our team. This is about the health and safety of our players, their family, and their children. Uh, to be brutally honest, we're going to need more time than this to come back and play hockey. Even the guys that didn't get it aren't ready. Even for me sitting around and not doing much, my lungs are screaming. So, oof. So right now, they're set to finish off the 56 games. They are currently, if my math is correct, and it often is not, they have played 37. So you do that math. Oof. I don't know what that comes out with. It's a lot of games in the next six weeks. They got. I think they said they play. They're supposed to play 19 games in the next 31 days. It so, seems like a lot. <laughs> seems like a lot of even. Yeah, a lot of games. That's a lot of damage. Um. So, God, when was the season supposed to end again? Like May 10th. Uh, I think initially it was. Or now it's around. like May 19th, maybe or something like that. Now we're keep on pushing it back. So, yeah, I don't think I don't see them playing on the entire season. This is no, I mean, I said that, but yeah, we heard you. You just didn't want to. <laughs> play, John. I kind of sure he signed a uh, signed a two year deal. He did three million dollars. That's a good. That's good value for the guy who's He's played uh, well this year. Playing all right. He's been playing pretty dang good. Doing his dang thing. So yeah, now I'm looking at the advanced stance for uh, stats for Mantha and Verana. Um, both around the same point percentage. Mantha has a higher point percentage, but points over 55 on five, uh, two and a half to 1.9 for Mantha. And time on ice is like four minutes more for Mantha. Like, yeah, of course, because he he's not universally hated by his coaching staff. <laughs> yeah. There's hmm. so. a good Canadian boy. Um, I think he's from Canada. I have no idea. Sounds like Anthony Mantha is Mo Mantha's kid, so I think he's from Canada. I don't know. <laughs> Mo Mantha? Mo Mantha. Oh, he was born in Quebec. Yeah, oh. Mo Mantha, former former Baltimore uh, Baltimore Bandits head coach, Mo Mantha. Huh. Hey, look at that. Kid coming home. I guess. I don't know if he ever showed up there. I don't know what I don't know what's happening here. Mo Mo Mantha. Uh, I don't I, I watch it be like not even related whatsoever to Mo Mantha. Mo Mantha sounds like a word that Sean would have made up. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, Anthony Mantha is nowhere, no relation to to Mo Mantha whatsoever. Well, I feel like a dickhole. How? How many Manthas are there in Canada? Uh, there's a ray of Manthas. <laughs> That's great. That was so good. 
I think Alex Yotano came up with that one. Mantha Ray is his uh, is his nickname. So I'm like, that's pretty good. Well, yeah, I thought you said an array of Manthas. Yeah, I, I did say an array of Mantha. Yeah, which means many of Manthas. Many Mantha. Many Mantha. Some Manthas, but not many Manthas. Some Manthas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there there are some Manthas, but not Mo Manthas. Right, exactly. Yeah. Mo, Mo, Mo. All right. Um, ah, Quebec, Quebec International Pee Wee player. Obviously. Played for uh, Loginio College Francais in 2006-07. That's also when Mark was uh, finishing up Little League. That's right. <laughs> so. By the way, did you see that uh, Pat put something on our Twitter? that? Uh, oh, yeah. It was about... Uh, uh, somebody going to Malmo. Yeah. So, so I uh, got recalled from his loan from Malmo as a kid from... Uh, the Red Wings organization. Yeah, that's so good. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. And I double checked, and also, yeah, he was a uh, he was a Quebec International Pee Wee tournament player. Oh. <laughs> so he he hits all the buckets. He hits all the uh, all the, all the boxes for us. Yeah, it was Joe Joe Valeno. Obviously. Uh, so yeah, he he gets recalled from uh from Malmo to Grand Rapids after his time as in the Quebec International Pee Wee tournament. <laughs> so this is a great uh, great time for everybody involved. Name that player. Name that player. <laughs> Name that guy. Just got recalled from Malmo. Uh, we need. We need. We need to be the official sponsor of Malmo. The Malmo. I was watching some uh, some Swiss League I hockey. Think they have a lot of sponsors. I feel like we yeah. can get like, a little bit of sponsorship uh, area on that jersey. You know the funny thing. I was watching some Swiss League hockey um, because I don't value my free time, and. Um, I saw that the HC Davos, the, their leading scorer, has a helmet that's made of flames, and the jersey, his top half is flames because he's so red hot with the puck. I'm like, that's fantastic. That's is that like a yellow well, helmet some... situation? Yeah, it's a gold helmet situation. Yeah, yeah. I was but like, I thought that there were some leagues where they had the golden helmet on the guy who was like the leading scorer, yeah. which doesn't just scream out like target. But right, exactly. Well, I, I Joe did that. Flames way better. St. Joe did do that. We they, they had the yellow helmet yeah. for the leading scorer. Huh. So I like the uh, purple helmets. Yeah. They're not bad. Not shabby. Yeah. They're clean. They're clean. They're crisp. They ever make up that game, Johnny? No. Not okay. that I know of. I think it's uh I think it's pretty much past mm. this point, which kinda sucks. That's a shame. There goes senior night. Yeah, there goes senior night. There goes prom. How are they going to have proms this year? I don't get it. Uh, Leave room for the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah. That is true. And COVID. <laughs> Six feet apart for Jesus and your lungs. <laughs> I, I forgot how incredibly awesome that Davos Arena is, even without people in there. Oh yeah, uh, it's like a big. Isn't computer. that the one that has like the exposed like banisters in the top, like all yeah. the way? Like, yeah, yeah, it's got the cathedral thing going. Yeah, that thing's badass. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, my fool. What are we doing here? Um, so if I can find... Yeah, let's, let's screen share this. The HC Davos. Uh, start sharing that. There you go. There's the leading scorer with flames on his helmet. Like he's fucking goal, Guy Fieri of goal scoring. That's great. <laughs> the Guy Fieri of goal scoring. Yeah, man. He's going to take you to the, the the best diners, drive-ins, and deeks you can think of possible. It's great. 
no, that's, also, his, that's his uh, signature move. Right? <laughs> the triple D! <laughs> um, I was watching uh, Navy baseball this weekend, too. Petey Medhurst on the call. Good buddy of, our, good buddy oh. of ours. Yeah, on TV ES- Joe Miller was doing uh, soccer. Yeah. Uh, Petey Medhurst on ESPN+. Plus. Speaking of soccer, just remember that the right Maryland's now. playing Indiana right yeah. now. Oh. Big Ten Network. Are. Big Ten are in, semifinals. Are they in terror? Did you just talk into your remote, or are you just giving a plug for the Big Ten Network? Oh, no, I just talked oh, into just the talk. remote. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. He's one of those people. Uh, one of those people. Right. I don't know what channel the Big Ten Network is. Do you? Yes. It's uh, 577. Yeah. Okay. No, it's 577. Five what now? Like 573. Because it took me to 831, home skillet, so you would have never found the game. Uh, uh, Mark, you, it's uh, three before eight. Yeah. Oh, because you're in Virginia, dude. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. You As gotta, you get closer to Richmond, they change the channels. I right, see. exactly. Because, you know, General right. Sherman. Uh-huh. <laughs> is, that, is that a Civil War reference? I, I don't know. know. I have no idea. I don't know. I didn't stay awake for that part of the Civil War. Ken Burns? Yeah, exactly. I was worried about the Black Sox, and next thing I know, I wake up, and here comes Lincoln. I'm like, what? This is the weirdest show ever. Hi, Lyle. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Hey, oh, we're just talking about Ken Burns. You know how it is. Oh, Normal. yeah. Yeah, down there. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to show Lyle that I got a World Cup as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Where'd you get that? It's a full-size replica World Cup. <laughs> I won the World Cup. You, you won the World that? Cup, brother. Yeah, you in, uh, in uh, 2006. You won it for right. Italia. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mark and I both won the World Cup, but Sean can't tell which one it is. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's oh, it. That, now he can tell you apart because one has the actual World Cup and the other is Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah. Uh, everybody mistakes me for uh, that one guy, Fabio Canavero, the, the, yeah. the the team captain from that team. Looks just, for for some reason uh, there was one picture of him where he looked just like me if I shaved my head. Really? I'll find it. Yeah. Well, then maybe, maybe maybe I know we've talked about this before. Maybe, maybe it's time. Win the World Cup. Maybe. maybe it's time you shave your head, brother. Maybe it's time <laughs> to say I can goodbye. get a picture of you with the World Cup and we'll send it to Lakey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I can see a little bit at a certain angle. So here, I'll I'll share my screen. I'll please share the screen. Mark, screen share time. All right, Mark. Did you say that into a remote? Oh. All right, all right, Mark. Mark. Okay, so there Mark. you go. Look, Mark. there's this one. Mark, there's this share one. Your, Mark, share your screen. Am I not Mark, sharing share my screen? Mark, share your screen. Am I not sharing my screen? Mark, you I just have your it. Facebook photos up. Share your screen. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? That's the Tee-hee. joke. Tee hee, that is the joke. <laughs> yeah. So look, okay. this one over here. Looks yeah. a lot like me. I mean, he this does one certainly doesn't. This one, like this guy's way dreamier than me. <laughs> but but this one here, that's pretty damn close. That could be you from high school, sure. Well, kind of, sort of, yeah. 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 That can be you pre-two kids. Yes. You know, about 25 pounds ago, probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, oh, I get it. Before the dad bod. Yeah. Right, yeah, this is, post, this is post-pocket, Mark. You have that jersey. I do. Or you gave it to me, one of the two. I have it. I still have it. Huh. We, I, I think we both have it, but I definitely still have it. See, that one down there where he's holding the cup, we need to get a picture of that one right there. Yeah. 
That one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mark, I mean, if what you, are you doing with the World Cup? Hi, right. Mark. How did you get I, I actually, job so fast? So I, I started my job in 2005. Congratulations. And uh, they won the Cup in 2006, and I had a picture of this, right, uh-huh. the whole team holding up the World Cup uh, as the background on my computer. <laughs> and somebody actually came over and asked me, like, oh, is that you? <laughs> Yes, yes, yes that's me. Yep. No, nope, that's why yep. I'm working here. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that's why I'm working here, man. How'd you guess? Yeah. Well spotted. Well spotted. All right. Good, good work, Mark. Good work on that. Way to win the World Cup. Lyle, we have other championships to talk about. Uh oh. Somehow, <laughs> some way, even with ravaged by COVID. Johnny P wins the 200-point swing by not picking a team <laughs> as UMass somehow pulled out an overtime victory with 14 skaters and their backup goalie, and then in the in the in the semis beating Duluth, and then just completely bitch slap St. Cloud, mm. um, five nothing. Yeah, and uh, that's that's the, oh, that's yeah. the, it's all I could think because I'm pretty sure I picked St. Cloud and you did yeah. So when I, I saw like that result, I said, Johnny's going to be very, very happy. If I was dead, he'd be dancing on my grave right now. So. I'd like to I, thank I, the, the dice that allowed me to not pick a team. Right. <laughs> I'd like hey. to. <laughs> yes, that dice. Hey, oh, <laughs> Jack and Jill went up the hill. Oh, <laughs> just do the setup stand Andrew Dice Clay jokes. <laughs> you just do the oh, mother Hubbard. Oh, that's all you need to do is just that part. Okay. Yeah, hickory, dickory, dog, gee, gee. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Nice Clay. That's what that would be. Not Dice, Andrew Nice Clay, because you're only saying the first half of it, and right. then you then you laugh suggestively and move on to the next one. Gee, 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 gee. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> he would never be able to do his stand up now. No, of course uh, not. He sh- he shouldn't have done it. He shouldn't have done it when he was there. That's yeah, true. It was three <laughs> years ago, man. It was a different time. Even then, it was kind of just like. Oh, I know. It was just a different time. Come on. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to uh, fast forwarding 20 years from now. And seeing what stuff we we tolerated now, we have, will absolutely cringe about in twenty years' time. I'm really looking forward to the to that. Little boy blue, a gay. <laughs> <laughs> you just searching? Did you just Google Andrew Dice Clay jokes? Hey, fuck you. <laughs> 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 do for love (laughs) if it smells like a giggy (laughs) the first couple words and there you go (laughs) oh man john you got watery eyes too do you brother (laughs) glad i shout i'm glad i shouted out to dice yeah no it's it's crazy it's it's not as good as i i feel your pain (laughs) (laughs) ah shit anyway Nice to know I'm not the only one, brother, in solidarity. <laughs> I took uh, what I refer to as a NyQuil bomb last night. Uh, oh, it's a shot of NyQuil and two Tylenol PM, and I wake up at some point the next day. Um, <laughs> and uh, That's how Bonham died. At that's, some point. 
That's how I had to. Uh, my body shut down at like 6 p.m. yesterday. I was like, I'm out. I'll wake up tomorrow. I'm sure. I've done it every other time. <laughs> you know what? I got good odds on this. Yeah. I'm, at, I'm at 100% currently. So, hey, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Yesterday was not good for me as a person. In life. <sighs> In life. Yesterday was not great. Mm. Of course, part of my problem too is I'm still I'm still recovering from my sleep deprivation over the weekend from the all the when the, the NHL changed. GMs decided we're not going to wait for their deadline day. No, we're going to do it all in the middle of the night in the days leading up to it. In the middle of the night when you're trying to sleep, and then in your the phone buzzes you, and you're like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> I was walking in my sleep. I'm walking in my sleep. In the body of man. <laughs> Oh, and now he's doing the Joel jams. This isn't good, guys. This isn't good. <laughs> Wait, hold on. No. And the draft's so deep. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> in, in the middle, middle of the draft. <laughs> I was uh, sleeping oh, in the sleep. Because <laughs> Taylor Hall got traded. And he went to the bees. Nice. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. Uh, Lyle, yeah, so Sunday night was the big night, everyone. Yeah. That was the... <laughs> It was uh, leaving trade deadline day to be the lowest number of players traded uh, since uh, before the lockout. Yeah. No, no, actually, no. The lowest number of traders traded. I thought there was a twenty-six in there. Twenty-six. Was yeah. Number. Yeah. Since uh, th- since two thousand. Yeah. And then the lowest movement since twenty thirteen. Yeah. And twenty thirteen, yeah. of course, was coming out of the lockout. So yeah, exactly. That, that so. wasn't surprising. Yeah, so another shortened season gives us that. Yeah, shortened seasons will do that to you. Um, yeah, thoughts, conditions. I guess we'll start start with the Taylor Hall deal to Boston that other teams were in, apparently in on. Yeah, um, um, yeah, Vegas was in. Uh, the uh, the uh, Blues actually had some interest in him as well. Another team that I can memory eludes me for the moment, Absolutely. but anyway, pardon me. Caps were in apparently on them, is what we've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of kicking. Tire, kind of tire kicking, yeah. They had, so, as I'm sure you discussed at the top of the hour, they had bigger fish to fry. Um, and I'll circle back on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But uh, the Hall thing, I mean, initially, yeah, when you saw what the return was, you know, a second and Anders Bjork. Bjork, Bjork, Bjork. Bjork. Um, and, you know, with, with Curtis Lazar kind of as a throw in there. Um, you thought, wow, geez, yeah, his stock really, really plummeted. And I mean, to be fair, his stock has dropped, Taylor Hall's. But a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of Bruins or uh, Sabres fans and and some Buffalo pundits were were to say they were disappointed in the return would be an understatement. But then we subsequently found out 24 hours later, uh, Sabres had a better offer from the Vegas Golden Knights, mm. but Taylor Hall used his no movement clause. To go to Boston, he wanted to go to Boston, not to Vegas. He's not a goalie. Which cut? Yeah, I know. Which kind of surprised me because you would think Vegas is a much deeper team, and yeah. they, not the Bruins, have a better chance of winning the Stanley Cup this year. True. So I was and a little surprised he wouldn't go to Vegas. I wonder if that's not the reason too, because he wouldn't get the playing time he thinks he needs. Oh, he would have. Well, you think he would have? I think he would have. Okay, I think he would have. But again, who can say, right? Who's the coach there in uh, Vegas again? Memory serves, isn't he? Uh, didn't Taylor Hall play for him in Jersey? Does memory serve me correctly on that? Yes. Did, did, did you are right. Play? It is okay. Haynes. Peter oh. DeBar? Right. Peter no. DeBeer? Pete DeBeer. 
Where's the coach? Is it? Yeah. No, yeah, Haynes yeah. is in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hines. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wrong one. No, no, right. I'm off. Yeah, it was Hines. Sorry. You're right. But regardless, um, yeah, apparently the Golden Knights made a better offer. Now, I don't know if a first-round pick would have been in there because that was what uh, Kevin Adams, the Sabres GM, was hoping to get, at least as part of the deal, at least a first-rounder. But maybe there would have been a couple of seconds in there. Maybe there would have been a better player tossed in. Who can say? But anyway, um, I don't, I'm don't. i not dumping on uh, Kevin Adams for that because, quite frankly, he did the best he could. Um, and to be fair, um, you know, he. I thought he did pretty good with the stall for Eric Hall, for uh, Eric, the Hall for Eric Stahl, sorry, got him a yeah. little confused, <laughs> uh, but a, a third and a fifth in this year's draft, that was good, and he got a third rounder in this year's draft as well uh, from Florida for Brandon Montour, so I don't think he did that badly, all things considered, but um, yeah, that's uh, kind of an interesting one, and for the, for the Bruins, hey, you know, they needed secondary scoring, well, they grabbed uh, supposedly the best forward available, um, we'll see how we panned out. I watched some of the game last night. Hall didn't look too bad. He didn't look too bad. He had three shots on goal. I mean, geez, that's more than he's had in one game in, in weeks with Buffalo. So the motivation's there. Um, he also, uh, Don Sweeney, the Bruins also, I thought did a good job bringing in, uh, bringing in, uh, Mike Riley from uh, Ottawa to shore up the, bring a little bit more experience to the left side of his D. So I think the Bruins did okay. Whether that's, whether, you know, those moves are going to, you know, put him on a long cup run, I don't think, but unless Taylor Hall suddenly rediscovers his form. But uh, otherwise, still, I don't I don't blame him. I think the Bruins did all right. They're not you know, playing the I Maple th- Leafs. Pardon me? They can't play the Maple Leafs. So. Yeah. <laughs> not until not until the uh, the semifinal. But mm-hmm. and <laughs> maybe. Uh, but yeah, but I, you know, I think Boston did all right with it. Uh, it's better than doing nothing because Don Sweeney was being ripped by Bruins fans right up until deadline day when he made those moves. You almost get the feeling that Don Sweeney was sitting there going, yeah, you little bastards, I'm going to sit there and make you squirm for the last few minutes, and then I'm going to drop the big hall bomb on you, and you can all shut the fuck up. That's Boston fans. They're not going to. You know that as well. as And he he played there. He knows what's up. Oh, yeah. And so, of course, Bruins fans are like, hey, nice trade. Why didn't you do that a week earlier, son of a bitch? Right, exactly. Why why Bruins fans are saying it in a Brooklyn accent, I don't know, but there kinda you go. Weird. Kinda weird. Yeah, it's kinda okay. strange. Kinda strange. The best part of the entire trade that I saw on Twitter is that now during alumni games there can actually be a Hall and Oates line. Ha <laughs> Yeah, because he said he's open to uh, re signing there, I do believe. Well, he also said he was open to re signing with Buffalo a month ago. He said last year he was open to re signing with Arizona. Taylor Hall says a lot of things like exactly. Duff Man. Right? Yeah. So I'll believe it when I say it, it, it'll depend on how, listen, if, if he plays well there, if he clicks with David Krejci and they go on a tear, um, you know, and the Bruins have a nice long playoff run, well, then, yeah, they'll probably, uh, he, he's not going to get eight or nine mil a season. That's not mm-hmm. going to happen. But yeah, they, they could give him term on a, on a, you know, on a decent, for a decent amount, probably six, between six, seven mil. If he's willing to stay, I think that could be something if it works out. But we'll see. The The next month, month and a half will tell the tale. Because you're talking the last four weeks of the regular season and then the first uh, you know, the first round of the playoffs. And that's going to tell the tale as far as Taylor Hall's future in Boston goes. 
Indeed, and the foil to, uh, or or the uh, the team that is often foiled by the the Boston Bruins, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Maple Leafs, making deals, wheeling and dealing everywhere. Ooh. And boy, yes. I want to say this trade deadline also provided for great uh, creative accounting for uh, a lot absolutely. of teams. My God, you know, absolutely. Like you know, going into this, we all wondered what the general managers were going to do. You had you had a lot of teams that wanted to make moves. But they had limited cap space, and there was, you know, but there was talk last week heading into the, you know, the final days that, you know, maybe a team that has a lot of cap space, like the Chicago Blackhawks, like the Detroit Red Wings, like the San Jose Sharks, who were willing to say, you know, hey, we're willing to be a third party broker here. You know, if you uh, give us, you know, a little sweetener here, we'll take a guy, some of a guy's salary off your hands to do a, you know, a, a three team deal. And by God, we saw it. And I mean, the first one was, of course, the uh, the David, David Savard one with Tampa yeah. Bay. Like, you know, I mean, Julian Breeze, we should have expected that from Lightning GM Julian Breeze, while former capologist himself, he knows the ins and outs of this. But mm-hmm. that was that was very clever. You know, I mean, OK, Savard, uh, OK, his cap, you know, OK, his his technically his his cap hit goes to Detroit, you know, half of it. And then the Red yeah. Wings pick up half of that. So technically, then the Sharks, or the sorry, the Shark, the Lightning only get uh, tagged for twenty five percent of his remaining cap. That was brilliantly done. And Kyle Dubas in Toronto was taking notes because the very next day yeah. he does the same thing with Nick Felino with San Jose getting involved. So you know that's something I think we're going to see more of going forward here for the next couple of years. While the sound, while that sorry, while we're still stuck in a. While we're stuck in a flat cap scenario for the next uh, year, two, three, four, we're going to see a lot more, as you said, uh, Scotty, creative accounting going Mm -hmm. forward. But I kind of like those things. I mean, when the first one went down with with, uh, Savard, it it took me a few minutes because I'm looking at it, the details of it come over, and I'm like, for a second, I'm like, okay, what is it that I'm looking at here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, how, how is this working? And then finally the, like, you know, clicked on. I was like, ah, that's how they're working it. Yeah, half of the salary goes to Detroit. Then Detroit retains half of that. Yeah, so basically 75% salary retained between two teams and the Lightning only get 25%. Brilliantly done. All within, I saw some people saying salary cap circumvention. Wrong. Salary cap circumvention means something that that you're basically trying to break the rules of the CBA or the rules of the salary cap. This is totally legal. You are totally allowed to do this. So people who are saying it's cap circumvention, you need to uh, kind of brush up on what that is because you're wrong. This is totally wait. within your rights to do it, and we're going to see more of it going forward. I so get used to it. wait until this turns into like a four and five team deals, where you only got like ten percent going to like the last team, and then like so you're just throwing picks like everywhere. Your Sean Avery uh, spreadsheet. Oof, that you know, and I mean, listen, that's not. I mean, outside it could, the realm I, I of possibility. I could see this going to three, like another. Three like a, the, you add another team, maybe like a fourth fourth team trade. Yeah. Yeah, that it, it, listen, it's not outside the realm of possibility. But I, you know, though, I mean, listen, three team trades trades are complicated enough as it is, especially when you get salaries and picks flying and who's getting what. You know, throwing four teams in there could just the league could step in and go, okay, guys, okay, we're willing to do three, but four, now come on, 
know. Come I don't on. Know. They Come have on. advanced stats now, Lyle. Yeah, they do. They have people yeah. that can... Now we'll start getting, oh, Jesus. Now we'll start getting into goddamn salary cap analytics. Thanks, oh, Johnny. You just gave go, somebody baby. an idea. That's what's going to happen. Let's be honest. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, no, if, but it's I... a, if it's a fourth round pick to retain 25% of a salary, <laughs> then you can throw like a. A fifth or a sixth at somebody to to retain another uh, quarter, another half of the twenty-five. So, I mean, I I mean, it's just the general progression of this at this point. I mean, GMs have shown that this works now, and this is what occurred when Lou Limarillo showed people that this works. Other people jumped on that train and was like, "Let's take it to the next level." Well, Well. yeah, well, the, the the one we saw last week with when you know when we were doing the show with Palmieri and Zajac going from the Devils to uh, to the Islanders, that was just a straightforward salary retention by one team. Yeah, and we will probably see more of that too going forward. You know, we'll probably see a lot more of that if a team has the cash base, depending on what you get back. Retaining fifty percent—that's what a lot. got the Devils that first round pick. Yeah. Because Lou Lamarillo was everything I heard up until that point was Lamarillo is not parting with a first rounder. Oh, but he'll part with it to absorb fifty if you absorb fifty percent of the guy's salary of the player he wants, even as a rental, done. Because Lou also is going for a Stanley Cup. Because as I said last week, the Islanders are legitimate Stanley Cup contenders. They are. And this is, you know, Lamarillo's done this in the past. When he's go, when he senses his team has the goods to go for it, he goes for it at the deadline. So I think we're going to see more of the, uh, you know, but that, as I said, that was more just a straightforward two team with one team, you know, retaining salary. It was the Savard deal and then the Felino deal that just like, wow. And as I said, I find it fascinating. I do. I mean, maybe that's part of the, the, the military bean counter in me coming out. I don't know, but I just really found that sort of stuff fascinating. Once I wrap my, I could wrap my head around what they were doing, how the dollars were being moved around, and who was getting what in terms of draft picks, and it was like, oh god, yeah, this is brilliant. Uh-huh. So as you guys said, the template was has been set before, and other things like I said. I mean, Lamarillo way back in the day, you mentioned him. I remember in the first year of the salary cap. Oh, he always oh, run out of cap space. So what did he do? He buried players in the minors, high salary guys in the minor. He did that with three guys, and teams started doing. The Rangers were famous for that after afterwards. Until finally, in the next CBA, they said, "Okay, we're going to put a stop to that nonsense." You know, you can only yeah, you can only bury you know ten per you know you can only uh, get ten percent uh, or something something like that cap relief. The rest of it's still going to count towards your thing. But yeah, so you know we're going to see a lot more of these creative deals. Look for them this summer. Look for them next season. Um, but with the Leafs, uh, listen, I got to give it up. Well, let me. We shouldn't be surprised because Kyle Dubas has done this kind of sort of thing before. You know, we saw it uh, in the summer of 2019, you know, when he uh, sent uh, Nazem Kadri to Colorado, uh, you know, and, and acquired uh, a guy who was on LTIR in, uh, in a former Leaf, in David Clarkson, you know. So he's already done, you know, he's been creative with salary, with the salary cap gymnastics in the past. So doing this, I mean, that wasn't a surprise. I don't think that he necessarily cribbed that off of uh, Julian Breezeball, the Lightning. But, you know, I think that was something they were definitely working toward. But, uh, you know, as I said, he's done it before now, though. But will this make the Leafs a better team? That's the thing. Because remember, when he did the, that move with Kadri and brought in Clarkson for the LTIR space, um, you know, listen, I sung the guy's praises and justifiably, I think, because, yeah, 
uh, you know, accounting, accountancy wise, that was a brilliant move, but it didn't translate into a winning team. So bringing in Nick Felino, being creative the way they did it, giving up a first round pick, going for it, sure. But is it going to make them a better team? We'll see. But creative moves nonetheless. Well done. Good work, team. Um. So real quick though, before yeah. we move, then. Please. Uh. To stay on the Maple Leafs for a second. Are the Maple Leafs in an easier playoff run this year than they have been in years? Is oh. that another factor that plays into this? Is that maybe some of these playoff runs are different than what they would have had in their normal conferences? Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, their first-round opponent is probably going to be the Montreal Canadiens, and they've beaten the piss out of them in four of the last six games they played. So I think they're feeling pretty confident about at least winning around, but they're also feeling very confident with what they have that they'll be able to go on a deep playoff run and challenge for the cup. Um, the whole thing is, though, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't sit down on the one hand and say the Islanders are a legitimate Stanley Cup contender and then sit here and piss on the lease because, well, they're playing in the same, you know, they're playing the same teams over and over. Yeah, well, genius, so are the Islanders. So what's the difference, right? I think the Leafs are legit. But again, the only weakness, though, the only the difference that I make, though, is that unlike the Leafs, the Islanders have solid goaltending. I'm still not 100 percent sold on Jack Campbell. Campbell's have been on a great run. And I'm glad I was I was glad to see uh, Dubas bring in uh, uh, David Redditch from uh, Calgary as a third uh, goaltender, because, of course, you know, Freddie Anderson's status is still up in the air. So that was a smart move, too. But um I'm, you know, yeah, Campbell went on a hell of a run. I mean, God, he, you know, what did he win, 11 straight games? Yeah, it was 11 straight games. He set, uh, you know, set a franchise record. It was fantastic. But, you know, is he a playoff goaltender? Is he going to come through for you in in the playoff? You know, I'm not trying to rain on the, everybody's parade with this, but it's like it's still a small body of work. Yes, he's played. He's been outstanding this season so far. But Montreal got to him the other night. And it's like, okay, is that just a one-off? Is it an aberration? Or is that a sign of maybe things to come? We'll see. We'll see. So I'm, I'm looking at some breaking news that the uh, Rogers Sportsnet is now out of the CHL game. TSN will announce a three-year deal with the CHL. Not sure yes. when. Oh, did I say that publicly? Right? <laughs> no, trust me, that's the, that's the best play. TSN, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry, sports. And it, listen, it's not a dump against, uh, you know, some of the people that they have that who, who are calling their games and some of their, you know, the uh, the people they have uh, in their between studio coverage and things like that, you know, be, or intermission coverage. TSN's the best. TSN is the best in covering hockey. They are. They mm -hmm. are. They're the people they have covering them, doing the play by play that, you know, their 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 panels, you know, their between period panels. They're, I'm sorry, they're a lot more insightful. They break more news. They break more trades. They're just better. They always have been better. I gave Sportsnet a fair shot when they took over. I was like, wow, this is a big thing. Yeah, okay. But, you know, I, I soured on them within a couple of years, and my opinion of it really hasn't changed that much. And when they started, you know, firing, you know, some of their better people there, I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like, don't like Nick Kiprios, but honestly, he was their best trade breaker. He really mm -hmm. was. And they kicked him to the curb. And I was just like, oh, wow. And you did that for what? To save pennies on the dollar? Jesus, what's wrong with you? You know? 
Yeah, and, anyway. and now it just makes sense. You can wrap around the TSN CHL coverage with the World Juniors and everyone's on Kadori with the whole. Absolutely. Thing. Hey, NHL, you know, TSN, uh, is, I think they're going to get the NHL coverage from the Sportsnet uh, contracts up. I think they're going, I think they're coming back to TSN. They're coming back home, baby. Coming home, baby. Um, all right, let's 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 yeah. address what we addressed earlier in the uh, in the, the program. <sighs> Anthony Matha for <laughs> Jacob Verana, Richard Panic, a first and a second, a first this year and a second next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made the comment, I made the comment that I think that this could be Brian McClellan's Philip Forsberg situation. I saw that, you know. Yeah. Um, and and <laughs> and people got on me because it's like ah, Mantha's better than Erat, and because. Well, I he is. I, yeah, and I <laughs> didn't. But the thing is, never mentioned either. I never of mentioned them. either of those two. No, and that's no, the no, funny part about but it. He like, is you, better. You blind motherfuckers! I didn't mention them once. <laughs> Whatever, fine. You go, go, go on with your bad self. Um, how off am I in this equation, Lyle? That this could be a player that Brian McClellan may regret giving getting rid of for the Caps. I would, you know, I. I I, I this one's a tough one. First of all, let me just say this is what we said too. Yeah. Let me just say first of all, <clears throat> thank God for the Capitals and the Red Wings for saving deadline day. <laughs> I know that wasn't their intent, Imagine but that. thank Whew. God they made that trade because all the big names were off the board. It was all just nickety hours before. All the big, all you know, we, in that final hour, we were just down to little nickety pickety deals, you know, nothing that was going to excite the blood at all. And then, boom, out of nowhere, I saw that, and it, it was like, it, it, here's me, double take, like, what? And then I was like, whoa, you know, like, okay. And I saw some people, you know, because a lot of people called it, wow, that's a blockbuster. And some people say, people don't know what blockbusters are. Oh, shut up. Yeah, I know. Salary Nobody's cap been to don't see big moves. For, like, but this was a freaking hockey trade mm-hmm. at the trade deadline. This wasn't, oh, we're dumping a, an unrestricted, a pending unrestricted free agent for whatever draft picks and prospects we can get back. No. This was this was a, a, a rebuilding team trading one of their supposed core players. Not supposed. He was one of their core players to a playoff contender that looks like it could be a cup contender as well they're kind of i consider them a bubble i consider the capitals bubble team in terms it of it really contender. depends on yeah. what caps show up during the playoffs. yeah honestly. exactly but hey they're definitely making the playoffs no question and hey they are battling for first place in their division so hey very We've good seen this story before it was on Netflix. i know i we're not going down that rabbit hole again guys back to the present <laughs> anyway <laughs> but anyway He's going to a playoff contending team, for God's sake. And the playoff contending team, the Capitals, they didn't send the Red Wings trash. They sent them a good young player in Jacob. Well, he's 25, but still, you know, Mm -hmm. who's had three good seasons there who, for whatever reason, Peter Laviolette didn't love him and buried him on the third line, which I I think that's mm, Laviolette. There's always a casualty with coaches like Laviolette, isn't there? There always is, who then goes on and plays well on another team. We'll get back to that in a second. But they get Verona, 
They get, okay, Richard Panic. okay, good on the Capitals for dumping him because he wasn't working out for them and he was taking up too much cap space. But he goes to a rebuilding team that only has six players under contract next season, okay? So they're going to need to have some veterans in there. Panic is signed, I believe, for another two seasons, I believe, if mm-hmm. memory serves, at a reasonable, at a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. So the Red Wings can absorb that and he can be a depth player for them, hopefully going forward to help fill some spots and take some burden off of the younger guys, okay? But getting a first and a second, holy shit. Like, for me, uh, Mantha for for Vrana and Panic, or Mantha for Vrana and a second rounder, I would have said, yeah, that's 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 an even trade. That's an even trade. Vrana and, I mean, yeah, Mantha's a, a, like bigger and a year older, but their their stat as as Steve Eiserman said, their stats are comparable. Mm-hmm. You know, their stats are comparable, and Vrana's a year younger and healthier because Mantha. Oh God, Mantha could be a forty goal guy, but injuries, man, injuries. You know, whereas Vrana, healthy kid, you know, who just needs more playing time, and he's gonna get it in Detroit. He's gonna get a lot of playing time in their top six. So. I think, I think, uh, I think McClellan overpaid. I think he overpaid to get Mantha. I don't think there's any question about it. Moving Panic, that was a good thing. You had to give up a pick though to make that work, but to give up a first, oi, oi, oi. I know. Okay, well, what's a big deal? That first is going to be in the bottom third. Who cares? But okay, maybe they're seeing. It, it, listen, if Mantha carries you, helps get you guys to the Stanley Cup, it'll have been totally worth it. If he gets you to the Stanley Cup final, he'll have been totally worth it. Anything less is short of that over the next few, or if he doesn't pan out for you over the next few years, boy, that could end up hurting. You said that's where it becomes the, uh-huh. that's the trade that Brian McClellan regrets. It's not as bad as Forsberg for ERAT, but if Mantha doesn't move the dial for the Capitals any further, and if he, if the injuries become a problem, and meanwhile Vron is healthy and he's potting thirty goals a season, and he's become a core player in Detroit and helping them become a playoff contender, then yeah. Plus that first round pick that they got turns out helping them out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could come back to bite GMBM big time. Yeah, we kind of just like, well, he's kind of a tall version of Tom uh, Tom Wilson. Listen, he had a, he had an impressive debut last sure. night. Sure. Yeah. I mean, frig that that goal he scored. What a rocket! I mean. Yeah. You know, it's like his wrist hardly moved. Boom. So well, if they yeah. move, they might have broken. You don't know. Uh, so I mean, it's a good first impression. And I think it's going to be a good, mm-hmm. I think, a good addition to this team. And everyone and, and just thinking about the uh, and we'll move on to this is, is thinking about what this means for the expansion side of things. All just, these deals. Just, just the, very quickly, though, sure. Amantha, though, any any Caps fans who are expecting him to be a big physical presence like Tom Wilson, that's not his game. That's not what he does. He's a big body guy, long reach, but he gets in front of the net, you know, gets cashes in on rebounds. Of course, he's got a wicked shot. You know, that's the type of game he plays. So don't expect, you know, oh, geez, here's another beast like Tom Wilson. He's, he's a bigger Tom Wilson. He's going to go out and crush people. That's not what he does. But offensively, though, yeah, if he clicks, and as I said, a very impressive debut last night. Okay, yeah, that could work out well. Uh, so we with anyway. these deals, we we now obviously have to look forward to the next big thing, the expansion draft. Oh yeah, and uh, boy howdy, boy howdy, could this the the, fr- the front runner for the Caps obviously Timothy Jimothy Oshie. 
Um, yeah. We feel that he is gone. Uh, I do too. Yeah. So you got to make the dog. You st- I mean, listen, you, you you shed some salary getting Ponick off the board. You know, you've got some cost certainty with Mantha because he, you know he signed for the next couple of years. Right. So you're not worrying about how much Fran is going to cost you, mm-hmm. you know, because he's off the board. But you still need that room because you've got you got Ovi to resign and you got Samson off to resign. Right. So, yeah. 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 Oshi's got to go just for the simple cases that you need the cap space to keep your captain and your starting goalie. Um, yeah. So we got to figure that that five sevens off the books. Yeah. Uh, unless unless Seattle goes completely messed up and gets Rogue. Nick Jensen oh, and yeah. freaking and then that doesn't help them at all. Jonas here yeah, they grab uh well no they can't grab Sigenthaler. He's not with you guys anymore. No gold. It'd be great <laughs> yeah. if they did. They're like, oh cool. That's fine. I was thinking, oh Sigenthaler, wait a minute. No, 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 they don't. He got traded on deadline day. Yeah, sure did. Sure did. Where'd he go again? Jersey. Yes. For That's us. where I see I got confused. I was thinking yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They acquired him from Jersey. No, they didn't. He sent them to Jersey. It was the other way around for a yes, third round exactly. pick. Exactly. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The Kraken could surprise us with that, but coming, I mean, come on, Oshi is is tailor made for them. He really is. Yeah, you know, no, he, you know, he, he grew up north of Seattle. You know, he's got a bit of star power. I mean, come on, you know, Seattle hockey fans will know him right off the bat. He's he's. They need to have a bit of star talent there, and Oshi will give it to them. You yeah. know, so yeah, you got to figure he's he's going to be gone. So, yeah. So here we are. Like what? What other deals were expansion drafted? What I mean, I'm trying to think right now, just looking at the expansion rules because I don't know them at all um, because they scare me. Well, uh, what, what what did you want to know? Just of the basics. Just, just well, I, I I know all the guys with no movements are there. They're like they can't be moved. They're protected unless they agree to waive. That's right. Unless they yep. agree to waive. Yep. Um, seven, three, and one, or eight and one is the way you can do it. Yep. And I guess like who who first how many, and second year players are exempt. For a second year exempt, how different is this from Vegas? Like how how from the Vegas draft? It's the exact same. The exact same. It's thing. exactly the same. Exactly. Yeah, there's there's been no tweaks or changes. Everything Mark that went. Yeah, it's the I, same yeah, rules as the Golden Knights draft. He didn't yeah. do any research. <laughs> same rules as the Golden Knights draft. Yeah. So. Yeah, the reason why I'm is because I'm I'm kind of the de facto uh, uh, Seattle expansion. Uh, coverage guy for uh, bleacher report so there you go look at 31 sh- third no not 31 30 slideshows because vegas is exempt that's true vegas in, in its entirety exempt yeah which i bullshit? think is, i'm sorry yeah that's horseshit this this is, is a very very successful team yeah, You're not yeah gonna- that is bullshit because they yeah. fleeced people in order to get the team they have right now that went to the stanley cup finals in their opening year they oh, should they definitely they, no, have no, to they didn't fleece anybody you looked at yeah, when that team that, that team that they over our eyes. That team that they constructed. Remember, everybody at the time we said it. Everybody was saying, "Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna make the playoffs for a couple of years, but they'll be competitive." I said that, that they was would our make thing. The they'll I'm be competitive. What's gonna what, What's gonna be interesting is the type of players that Ronnie Francis picks and w- what type of coach he brings in. Please say Gerard Gallant. Please say Gerard Gallant. My God, that would be amazing. That would be fantastic. I don't know. I got a feeling. I got a feeling Turk could be heading to Detroit at the end of the season. I Ooh. I just have a feeling him and him and Stevie Y are going to reunite and uh, he's going to be coaching the wings. But anyway. why not? Uh, so yeah, like everyone else, like is there any move here 
that that was made to be like, yeah, no, this this move sets them up for this doing this in the expansion draft. Well, I would say the uh, the Flames shipping out uh, shipping out Bennett, Sam yep. Bennett, that definitely had an eye on the on the uh, the expansion draft. Um, that's a move they wouldn't have done. The Flames wouldn't have done if they were in playoff contention. Because Sam Bennett is, as we know, he goes into beast mode when it's playoff time. For whatever reason, the regular season, he's just eh. And then the playoffs rolls around and he just goes, he just turns into this, you know, into a star. So that move, yeah, now they're out of contention. It's like, why the hell are we hanging on to this guy? You know, he wants out anyway to hell with him. So, yeah, they ship him to, to Florida. And, yeah, that, uh, um. The only thing I think for the Flames, though, is that they could end up losing maybe Michael Backlund because of it. But, you know, but uh, yeah, moving Bennett was, listen, they were going to lose him for nothing. Because if, if they, because Bennett wasn't going to be, wasn't going to be kept around. He restricted free agent with arbitration rates. His agent already put in a trade request. They weren't going to resign him. They would have exposed him in the expansion draft and lost him for nothing. So yeah, trade him for an asset and then just take your chances elsewhere. Uh, anywhere else you think was a uh, was a move to set up? Oh, uh, you know, it, I, I'm sure it's to some degree. Um, and let me just think here now. Uh, yeah, I think moving Anders Bjork, the Bruins move from Bruins. Yeah, I think it had something to do with it. Uh, Bjork was initially when I did my uh, my way too early prediction back in January. Mm-hmm. Of the players who would be exposed from each team, uh, Bjork was the guy that I picked from the from the Bruins, and yeah, they I don't think they were gonna they were gonna be protecting him. Um, yeah, geez, not really anything really coming. To There's mind. not a heck of a whole yeah. lot there, but uh, there are some players. I'll tell you one player I keep an eye on though, uh, was St. Louis, and that's Vince Dunn. I mean, Dunn, he, Dunn. he used to trade rumors a lot. I mean, you know, the, back in January, the Blues were taking so were were fielding trade calls for the guy. Now they held, they hung on to him. His name came up again, leading up to the trade deadline. Ultimately, the Blues stood pat. They didn't trade any of the guys that everybody thought would get traded. Uh, but Dunn, yeah, I I definitely think he's going to be a, a, an expansion draft casualty because they're they're going to protect Justin Falk, Tori Krug, and Colton Pareko. I do not see them protecting uh, Vince Dunn and then leaving a you know a good good young forwards like Robert Thomas or Jordan Cairo available. They're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do the seven three one scenario, and that leaves Vince Dunn the odd man out, and he's just too tempting a target for the for the for the Kraken to pass over unless uh, you know Doug Armstrong convinces Ron Francis to do a side deal to take somebody else, and hey, we'll send you a draft pick if you do. But anyway. That's where I see that going. Otherwise, yeah, it, it's hard to say that there, you know, what tr- that there were a lot of trades that happened at the deadline were done because they knew, okay, we're we're going to run wind up losing this guy in the expansion draft, so let's move him and get something for him rather than losing for nothing. Yeah. Um. What about the deals that didn't happen? Ryan Getzlaff's name gets thrown out a ton in, in this uh, this year's <laughs> situation. Uh, and I don't know why, but right. It seems, yeah. It seems well, again, uh, uh, listen when. I loved it back in early March when when Bob Murray, the Ducks GM, said he was getting sick and tired of hearing uh, Getz's last name come being mentioned by the Toronto media. He singled them out specifically. The rumors out of Toronto was what he was saying. And he is absolutely right because, as he said all along, he said, I am not 
going to trade Getzlaff, or Getzy, as they call him, but he said, I'm not trading Getzlaff unless he asks me to be traded because he's full no move. And he he genuinely wants to keep Getzlaff after this season. Getzlaff's an unrestricted free agent, but he's been an, an Anaheim Duck his entire career. Won a Stanley Cup with him. Was a key part of uh, their you know them uh, winning like five division titles in a row. Not all that long ago, if you'll recall. Um, now, obviously, he's not that great player that he once was, but he sees Getzlaff's leadership and experience as being crucial to helping this team rebuild going forward. So he would like to keep Getzlaff in the fold. Um, they're going to talk contract the end this year. Both of them uh, said, yeah, and Getzlaff is definitely not dismissing the notion of staying. Um, you know, he, he also isn't dismissing the notion of maybe retiring. He's going to talk it over with his family. Proper thing. Um but yeah, a lot of that was, I think, a lot of the gets the gets last stuff uh, beforehand was just speculation. You did see some teams call. Um, the you know Montreal kicked tires. I don't blame them for asking. Why the hell not? Um, Vegas was interested, and that was one team that the talk was that he might have agreed to go to because they're so close. You know, close. You know, sure, proximity reasons. Close by. But there just wasn't anything there that was going to get it done. And I wasn't surprised in that. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I think Getzlaff, I think Getzlaff's going to retire as an Anaheim Duck, tell you the truth. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think he'll stay another year, maybe two. They'll maybe do a year-by-year thing where he gets a bonus-laden contract. But at the end of the day, I, I don't think he's going to go off and play anywhere else. I think he's going to be a duck for life. Quack, 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 Mr. Duxford. he lives, yeah. Flying wing, whatever you want to call it. Okay. <laughs> uh, the uh, any other deals that really came out? I, I saw Gets Laugh, but that's I don't. But there's not really much that came out afterwards. Not really. I mean, I th- yeah, most, most of what we talked about those were those were kind of the the, the standout ones for me. Um, I was surprised Winnipeg didn't bring in a top four defenseman. I know that Kevin Shevel day off was interested in David Savard before he got traded to Tampa Bay. Um, there was some interest in Matias Ekholm, but the Predators aren't trading him. And that was obvious. And in fact, like, yeah, David Poyle's already talking, hey, I want to talk to him about a contract extension after this season. So mm-hmm. him out. Um, there, you know, there were there were guys that he wanted to get, but he did not want to give up. Um, he didn't, well, first of all, he didn't want to give up a first round pick. And he definitely didn't want to give up uh, prospects like Heinola and uh, Sandberg. Wasn't going to give those guys up. So basically, he gets Jordy Ben for very little. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, bit of depth, but that's not going to really move the dial uh, for them. But I don't blame him. But I think I mentioned this before. Uh, I don't blame him for playing the long game here. You know, I mean, Connor Hellebuck's in his prime. Okay, he's he's going to be probably a Vesna candidate again this year. He won't win it. I don't think he'll win it this year, but uh, he'll definitely be a Vesna candidate. I think it's going to Vasilevsky again this year. Uh, but uh, you know, you've got uh, deep forward core, so you know, make do, um, and then look to your defense in a year or two when when guys like Heinola and uh, and Sandberg are uh, ready to step up and, and start filling some roles, and maybe if you've got uh, a bit of cap space or something like that, you can bring in uh, you know a better depth guy going forward. Yeah. Um, 
so speaking of bringing in guys and taking guys and keeping guys and doing whatever, it mm. seems that the Nashville Predators, who did not move Philip Forsberg or Matthias Ekholm, amazingly uh-huh. enough, um, looking to resign him in the summertime, as, as they should. Yep. Want to. Absolutely. Uh, especially Forsberg. That's a guy going to be a cornerstone oh. going forward. Yeah. Why would you get rid of him and his, his fancy uh, handlebar mustache either? Unless he wants out. Unless That's true. He, unless he's not convinced that the you know, the predator you know if he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild or a retool, then you trade him this summer if you can't. While he's got a year right. on his while he's got a year on his contract, if you know. But yeah, if he's you know agreeable to staying on a long term deal, well, of course you're going to snap him up and keep him there because you're going to need him because you're going to want to be uh, retooling, not rebuilding, but they're going to be retooling around him. I think that's. Listen, I think David Poyle pretty much showed, tipped his hand at this deadline. Um, yeah, I, know I saw people say, oh, you know, he made his decisions with his heart, not with his head. You know, oh, they're just, they're not going to get out of the first round. What was the point of doing this? I think the point of doing this was his, those players show, his players showed him something over the past month. Because let's say a month ago, they were being written off, given up mm-hmm. for dead. And they came roaring back. And this is a team that's been just, they've just been riddled with injuries. You know, they're they are doing this with, with a lot of their best players out of the lineup. I mean, they only just got Ryan Ellis back earlier this week. Philip Forsberg just got hurt. They only got Ryan Johansson back last week. You know, uh, Duchesne's still on the shelf, you know. I mean, Roman Josie was out for a while. You know, I mean, they, they but... They've been getting it done with their younger players, and even some of the younger guys, like like Eli Tol- Tolvanen. He was mm-hmm. playing playing great, and then he got hurt and went down. But yet they still keep winning, All right. you know. So yeah, they're not going to win a Stanley Cup. Maybe they steal around and then they go out. But this team has shown Poyle something, and I think he's he's going to try and reward that. He's going to sh- they showed loyalty to him. He's going to show loyalty to them. I think he's going to want to retool rather than blow it up next year. So yeah, I think he's going to kind of base it on that, and and yeah, we're we're not going to see guys like Forsberg or Ekholm getting getting shipped out the door. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Ah, good times had by all. Whee! Big takeaway from this uh, this trade deadline, Lyle. Is this something we're <laughs> going to see? Is this something we're going to see now every more often in the uh, flat cap era? Yeah. Well, we got a flat cap. Yeah, look for more. Look for more of those creative deals. Look for a lot of deals involving salary retention. We're going to see it again this summer. Even though I know there's going to be more teams that will have more cap space to work with, there's still going to be some that, you know, there's still going to be some that are going to be looking to shed salary, and there's going to be some that uh, are going to want to get deals done, but they're going to want salary retention done. And we're definitely going to see more of that going forward over the next two to three years. What you saw this year's, you know, the Savard and the Felino deals. And uh, even with the, uh, like I said, the Palmieri deal, you're going to see either salaries retained or three-way deals involving clubs that have more cap space to try and get those moves done. Um, other, other than that, it um, wasn't the worst trade deadline I've experienced. I'm gonna say, I mean, yeah, what was the, the worst? Most of the most of the name bigger names came off the board, you know, in the in the week, week and a half leading up to it, you know, and especially the final weekend. But you know, thankfully, we as I said, yeah, we had the uh, thank God for uh, the wings and the capital swinging that uh, that Mantha deal because that injected some uh, some excitement though into what would have been rather dull final hours of it. So. Again, wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. It 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 rates in meh 
not a meh, but a meh because of the Mantha deal. Johnny, your question? No, I asked what was the worst trade deadline then. Oh, my goodness. Um, hmm. You know, that is a good question. Oh, what was it? Oh, the, um, the Penner. The one where Penner was the big name on the board. Was that one? When was that? Was that? because I remember. Pe- remember I Penner remember going a from the Oilers. Like remember Penner going from the Oilers to the to the Kings. Yeah, let me let me hold on. Was here. it the Kings? I believe. Uh, I remember a eight-hour TSN trade deadline show where all they talked about was the Canadian Olympic team that was two years out. <laughs> so that would have been either 2014 or 20. <laughs> So 2008 or, or or yeah, well 2008 was was pretty active. So you're probably thinking maybe 2012 might have been the 2012 yeah. deadline. Could be, yeah. But the Penner one, when I gotta look this up. When was yeah? It was 20, 2011. That was the one. That was the one that <laughs> maybe was that's the one worst. that I'm thinking of. Is that yeah. they talked about the Canadian Olympic team, but it was three years out. Yeah, because that one, uh, yeah, that one stuck in my memory because, because yeah, Dustin Penner. That's trying to remember his first name. It's, it's been a while. Jimmy Penner. What? Jimmy. Yeah. Pancake Penner. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was the one that stuck out in my mind because he was the biggest name on the board going into the final 24 hours and everything else was just shite. That was just the worst. I don't think there was a lot of moves then either, but if there were... So, here we go. I have February 28th, 2011, which was the trade deadline. Mm. So, we will will look at this. The first move was the Panthers Mm. uh, sending Radek Dvorak Mm. and the Carolina Hurricanes' fifth-round pick to the Atlanta Thrashers for Nicholas Borgfors and Patrick Rissmiller. That's a Mm. Borgfors. Dvorak was well past his prime by then. Uh, Johnny, about six one. Right. Um, then the Capitals traded Jake Hosworth and a third round pick to the Panthers for Dennis Weidman. Uh D Nice Weidman. Yeah. Uh, then the Senators uh, claimed Curtis McElhenney off of waivers. Uh, the Atlanta Thrashers claimed Rob Shrimp off of waivers. Oh, Robbie Shrimp. The Calgary Flames claimed Brett Carson off of waivers. And a big deal. The Columbus Blue Jackets sent Rusty Klesla and Dane Byers to the Coyotes for Scotty Upshaw and Sammy Lapisto. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Upshaw. Yeah. Then the, the Oilers sent Sean Bell to Colorado for Kevin Montgomery, who doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Remember when Sean Bell was supposed to be like one of the, the top prospects? Yeah. Man, he did not because he was supposed to be the big thing in Dallas. Oh, yeah. He was drafted there, and that didn't really yeah. fan out. Then the Blackhawks traded Ryan Pulteney. Uh, and uh, and a conditional pick to the Senators for Chris Campoli. God, this is terrible. Then the Hurricanes traded Sergei Samsonov to the Panthers for Brian Allen. A well past this. I think that was Samsonov's final season, wasn't I it? I think it was, yeah. I think it was. I don't, even think, I don't even think he played for the Panthers. Samsonov? I was way off. Um, then the Ducks <laughs> traded a third-round pick to the Blues for Brad Winchester. <laughs> Brad Winchester. Hey, he was a he was a pretty good depth player for the Coyotes for a long time. Yeah. Uh, then the big one, Colton Tubert, a first round pick and a third round pick to the Oilers for Dustin Penner. Oh boy. And then wow. uh, John Mitchell to the Rangers 
uh, from the Leafs for a seventh rounder. <laughs> then the Flames pick up Freddie Freddie Modine from the Thrashers for a seventh rounder. Oh well, past it. Yeah, the fact he got him for a seventh is right. all you need to know. But where he was in his career at that point. The uh, Canucks get Chris Higgins from the Panthers for Evan Oberg and a third rounder. Uh, the Canucks also then get Maxim LaPierre and McGregor Sharp from the Ducks for Joel Perot and a third pick. Tom Sestito goes to the Flyers from the Blue Jackets for Greg Moore and Michael Chaput. Uh, the Caps making a big deal for Jason Arnott, trading away Dave Steckel and a second-round pick. Oh, uh, yeah, Dave Steckel. Jeez. He and, uh, almost ruined uh, Sidney Crosby's career. I know. Yeah. That's, why they, that's why they traded him. Uh, he didn't finish the job. Brett Festering, Festerling from the Canadians to the Thrashers for Drew McIntyre. And then Anton He's a Dobin. fantastic WWE. Uh, He's got that big Drew McIntyre, champion right yeah. now. Yeah, he loves you it. You know, wow. Irish Drew kid McIntyre. makes good. You know, went from being an NHL star to, uh, yeah, to WWE. Star. I would have never yeah. thought that. And he picked up a Scottish accent. I Here. know. That's that's the most Here's impressive. Works. He's amazing. I, Drew uh, I told you he was Canadian, player. Scotty, but you, you wouldn't listen to me. Well, what can you say? <laughs> I, I can't I can't decipher uh, Eastern uh, Eastern Canadian. Uh, then finally, Anton Hudobin goes to the Bruins from the Wild for Miko Lettinen and Jeff Penner. Yeah, because the other a goalie. Yeah. yeah, Boston needed a goalie. So you see what I mean? That's the one that always stuck sticks out in my mind. Was just because yeah, when Dustin Penner was the big name on the board, and ugh, and then man. that draft, <laughs> all shit went crazy. <laughs> that was that was the that was the summer where Carter and Richards got dealt in the yes. Day. That's when the big trades happened. Was yeah. when we were in Minnesota, the Minnesota draft. Minnesota, Minnesota. Yes. So there we go. That was a fun time. That was a fun wow. time. That was, that was a, nice. That was a really terrible draft uh, draft deadline. That was a trade deadline. Trade, trade deadline. Yeah. 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 So you see, that's 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 yeah. That's quite a, a bar to, to, to get underneath to be the worst. <laughs> They've come close a couple of times, but to me, that one's, like I said, I've been covering these things for, for, for 20 years, 20 of these trade deadlines I've covered on my site and for other people. And it's just like, yeah, that one was just, well, Ooh, the next, the next year, the next year's not that great either. The 2012, 2012, not that great either. I'm looking at it right now. On deadline day proper, yeah. the biggest move, I think, is Zach Cassian and Marc-Andre Grant, uh, Grignani going to the Canucks oh. for Alex Schulzer and Cody Hodgson. Yes! Oh, my God, yeah. And yes. then, yeah, the rest of it's dog shit. Because Cashin and, and Hodgson, well, the reason why everybody was so excited about that one, because they were just young players at the time that everybody was expecting we're going to become, you know, like, well, much better than they ultimately became, <laughs> you know, and that was the big deal. Everybody was saying, well, finally a hockey trade, a hockey trade, because they weren't unrestricted free agents. They were too young, you know, mm -hmm. and people were saying, wow, you know, good young players be moved. That's a hockey trade. It's a hockey trade. And yeah. Yeah. The rest of the deals, Keith Ollie for Carter Aston, mm. uh, Nick Schultz for Tom Gilbert. <laughs> Mike that one Commodore. that one wasn't too too bad. That, that was considered terrible. a hockey trade at the time. And Mike a good Commodore one. for a conditional seventh. Yeah. Andre and Kostitsin, an Atari twenty eight hundred. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, Andre Kostitsin for a conditional fifth and a second. Matt Gilroy for Brian Lee. Sammy Paulson for a fourth. Uh, 
a four, two fourth round picks and Tyler Ellis Ellings, Ellington. Johnny <laughs> Oduya for a second and third. Brian Rolston for Yannick Rien, uh, Brian Rolston and Mike Matho for Yannick Riendu and Mark Canton. That was the Paul, Canadians dumping, wasn't it? No, that was the Islanders and Bruins. Oh, who was yeah. it again? Oh, Ralston. It, Why was it Ralston. named Gianta? Sorry. Sorry. I don't know. Uh, ah. Paul Galstad and a fourth for a first. Craig oh, Sandin. Oh, yeah. I that remember Bruins fans too. lost their minds over that one. Uh, Bruins fans. I'm, I'm out to lunch. Sabres fans. Sabres Sorry. Fans. It's okay. Jesus. It's been a tough week. Yeah. Uh, Greg Sandin for Steve uh, Kampfer. John Scott for a fifth round pick. Oh, no. He's a all-star. The legend all-star, that is John right? Scott. Mark Frazier for Dale Mitchell. And then, of course, the Hodgson for Kazian deal. Andrew yeah. Gordon for Sebastian Erickson. TJ uh, Gallardi, Daniel Winnick, and a seventh for Jamie McGinn, Mike Connolly, and Mike Scarabosa. <laughs> and then a Which month sounds later. better than it actually was. <laughs> right? And then, and then afterwards, uh, a month later, Yuri Andriloff for future considerations. Yeah. So that was not a great Do you hit. imagine how great this league could be if all of the prospe- prospects panned out to what people expected them to be I know, when right. they got drafted. People yeah. would be Holy actually watching. Holy shit. Can you imagine how much better the trade deadline would be if there was if there was no salary cap? You want to know why trades trade deadlines are usually not that great? Salary cap, man. We yeah. don't see those big blockbuster moves, you know? Well, you like, can't. You know, like in 2002, the ones that the, the one that stood out for me, you know, when people say, what was the best trade you saw? saw the, the biggest one, the best one was when the Devils got Neuendijk and Langenbrunner from the Stars in 2002. Mm-hmm. That was Lou Lamarillo going for it. No salary cap then. And I believe, now I can't remember who went the other way. I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember, but I do. I, if you could look that one up, sure. While I'm while I'm rambling, or, but or, what you or, also don't know is that there was a, an 18 wheeler full of cash that showed up as well, <laughs> right? And a but, couple threats. Yeah, but Newendike and Langenbrunner. I mean, yeah, that was. I believe that was 2002 when that one happened. Am I uh, right? Hold my on memory fading. Uh, so, so Jamie Langenbrunner and Newendike. Yep. Go to the Devils. Devils. Arnett McKay and a first rounder. It was Arnett. Yeah, I yeah. thought that it was Jason Arnett. Yeah, I wonder. And that was O two. And that was two thousand two because yeah. that was Lamarol going for it that year. It didn't pan out that year, but those guys were main, major contributors the following year when they won the Stanley Cup. That that uh, that draft pick, that first round pick. Yeah. Turned into. Yes. Dan Pallier. Twentieth <laughs> overall. Dan Pallier. And Pae. Hey, he managed to at least get a he's, little bit of NHL career out of it. He was okay. He was Good for him. Yeah. But, yeah. But that was the type of deals you used to see at the trade deadline. And and after the salary cap, you don't see them anymore because the teams can't make the, the dollars fit. I mean, that's why we all got excited with the, uh, you know, this, the Mantha deal, you know, on Monday. Because that was just like, holy shit, that's an actual hockey trade and it's a good one. And mm-hmm. like I said, you know, I still think the wings are going to come out ahead of it in the long run. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. Like I said, hey, if, if as I said, if Manta plays well for you guys, you know, get you, you know, get you close to a Stanley Cup or helps you win a Stanley Cup, it'll be it'll be worth it. But I figure I just worry much. about his injury. Scotty, I just worry about sure. his injury. Oh, no, I do, too. Right. Yeah. And, and I think I'm too much of a mark for Verona in terms of 
uh, I think he was. I think that he could have been a, a great building block for that team. Going uh, after yeah. post Ovechkin era. Yep, but. absolutely. I was really well. Yeah, well, this he wouldn't have got moved. It wasn't for Laviolette, right? As exactly. I always said, coaches like Laviolette. There's as I said earlier. There's always that. There's always one good player who just uh square peg round hole doesn't fit. And then you mm-hmm. trade him, and he goes off and he blossoms somewhere else on a team. Sure. Where it's with a coach and a team with best suited for his talents, and then you go, why the hell? So I wouldn't blame G, uh, GM. Well, yeah, you can blame GMBM because he was the one who hired Laviolette in the first place, and Laviolette uh, wound up leading to the uh, Verona trade. So we'll revisit this in five years, and we'll go, ah, there's the trade tree. There exactly. We there we go. We've done. There it. We go. Looking for the root cause of the trade. There it is. Tree. <laughs> um, tree by. Anything, anything else there, Lyle? That's uh, that's pretty much it for me, guys. I am I am you so glad to be. I'm going to be glad to put this whole thing to bed because oh. and myself to bed. Who too. to bed? Yeah. I'm I'm still catching up on my sleep debt. I'm telling you, it. Whew. But you I know, know what you I know what you mean. Yeah, ah. but at least at least at this trade deadline, there was some notable <laughs> names that got moved, and right. there was at least one good hockey trade that happened. So again, that's why I said it. It was meh, not meh, but meh. It's okay. Yeah, it was it okay. It itself at the end. It did. It did. Right. And it, it made for an interesting weekend. Not a lot sure of sleep, did. but interesting weekend. Interesting Sunday night for sure. Oh Jesus Christ! Just drifting off. Ping. What the mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> Hold the Boston son of a bitch. That's all the son of a bitch. <laughs> Lord of us, put on the coffee. <laughs> oh, Lordy. All right, Lyle. Well, thank you, buddy. We appreciate hey, it. Hey, thanks for hey, thanks for letting me ramble, guys. And yeah, uh, I promise cool. I'll be more alert and we'll 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 talk playoffs. We're gonna have fun. We're fun playoffs. now. Playoffs. Yeah. Fun time with Drake Lyle stuff's over now. We can focus on exactly. Better stuff. Now we can just fucking just whip it out and measure it and make sure it's all good. Yeah, it's fucking good times from that point on. Lyle, did you get uh, you got vaxxed up? You're vaxxed up now, yay nay. Double no, vaxxed? Are you vaxxed up? Do you have vaxxed vaccines? up? Uh, we are booked for our first shots on May 18th. That's the earliest we can Mazel get. We'll take, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll take, take it. it Absolutely. Yeah, because I know it seems like hell up there getting vaccines. Uh, you're like trying to Actually, make it yourself. It's 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 like anything. It's not as bad as it seems. Sure, but, it's like a meth, it's like a meth lab. You're trying to make yeah, people are like, like cooking it in their own house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people freebasing it. It's crazy. I'm I'm still swearing by the power of single malt, so I yeah, think yeah. I'm immune. Right. But that's just me. Perfect. Let's be dead honest. Yeah, if you have enough vodka in your body, you're not getting any virus. Fuck that. You, yeah, got, enough, yeah, yeah. you got enough malt. You got enough malt whiskey in your body. You're definitely not getting any. You're definitely not getting me. Any. I hate. That, I haven't uh, had, I haven't had a cold since malt whiskey twenty years ago. Is that, is that from Scotland? Is that from Scotland? From yeah. Scotland? Yes. Scotland. That's weird from how Scotland. that works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, the, how, the, how the Scotch is from Scotland? It's weird. Yeah. They don't call it the water life for nothing, brother. It's, uh, anyway, talk to you right. next week, guys. I'm gonna get everywhere. I just right. trip over myself. It's okay, Lyle. <laughs> See you later, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. There he goes. Lowridge and Spectres Hockey dot, at, at Spectres Hockey on Twitter. He's exhausted. He is punch drunk. Punch drunk and ready to go. Uh, Johnny, go ahead and some shout outs. Yeah. Seems like Mark's gone. Yeah. Uh, hope that's okay. Um, oh, he's back. Hey, there he is. Say his name uh, two times. 
Um, so I will give a shout out to the uh, Black Bears. A uh, good weekend this weekend. Uh, and uh, coming up for a hockey weekend uh, this coming weekend. So Yes, sir. More Crucial. pictures, all the pictures. Uh, I will give a shout out to people who follow our show that uh, want to help me with editing pictures. That'd be fantastic. Let's make that happen. Uh, we will see. But uh, let's not be let's not be overbearing about it, people. Let's just. And we Johnny will. Wants, uh, Johnny wants to help. Give him the help. I'm going to give a shout help. out to Mark. Who oh, gave hey, me a bunch of beers, and I did not realize until halfway through the show that both of the beers that I had tonight were nine and a half percent. So shout out, Mark. And shout out to Mark. Which morning. ones did you have? I had the uh, the icebreaker. That's actually that says nine point two. Okay. And I got uh, third blind. Third wind. Third, third wind, yeah. Wind. Yeah. yeah, that's the uh, that's the Belgian there. That'll get Very you. Very blind. This is a Belgian triple. Oh, I thought I thought you were gonna say third blind. I'm like, why didn't they put the eye in there and just have a, have a good time and synergy? No, there are two eyes. Oh, in team. Oh, right. Perfect. So, apparently, uh, tonight was brought to you by nine and a half percent beers. All right, there you go, nine and a half, baby. Shout out, Mark, for Easter present. Yeah. What Easter? God, God woke up. God woke up in three days. Johnny might too. After well, this, we'll see what happens. <laughs> what, could, what could go wrong? What could possibly go? Um, Mark. Uh, shout out to Maryland soccer. They're down two nothing. Oh, doing great with with twenty four minutes to play. So, not looking good. Uh, I got nothing. All right. Yeah, I. The last hour was uh, not fun so i have no shots all right uh i will shout out the blackbirds i will shout out there's I'll, I'll shout it out next week too there's six uh six games in eight days venture and then of course we got uh we got uh, a week off next week and then uh yeah birthday debauchery at the hospital that'll be fun that's not gonna be fun not gonna be fun at all go into the morgue and just hang out there for a bit See what the see, see if the corner shows up. Huh? What? They're moving again. All right, that's it. That's all for Johnny P. Working the C. I'm Scotty Wise. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been uh, Face Off Hockey Show on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction. Catch us on all the podcatchers: uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the places. Go ahead, download it, get us some ad revenue, and then you can delete it. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com uh, slash FOHS radio, twitter.com slash FOHS radio, Instagram.com slash FOHS radio, and of course, patreon.com slash face off hockey show, where all the cool kids hang out and they, uh, they give us a little money, give us a little appreciation, little, 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 little thing in our tip jar. So there we go. That's it. That's all. Uh, we will talk to you guys in a week's time. And I think, what is this? Uh, the, uh, administrative professionals day is next week. So we'll be celebrating our administrative professional. I don't know who that is. Um, you guys have a good Jimmy. Week. Jimmy, he's going to come back. Who knows? Check in next week. Peace.